everyone, and welcome to tonight's episode of Prospects After Dark. We're doing it a little bit different. We're calling this Draft After Dark. Uh, it is June 4th. It is draft day, draft night. Uh, the Cardinals are two picks away. We're on pick 17 with the Angels right now. Uh, we're going to try to give you some live draft coverage, talk about what's going on. Uh, somebody says Brady. Uh, they're already talking about Brady Singer. Uh, this Angels pick is going to be really interesting. What the heck, Mariners taking Gilbert? It hurts, doesn't it? Uh, why now on the Brady Singer hype train? Uh, Sick Nasty says, uh, what's up, uh, Enchil? Hey, Enchil, it is not dark. You're right. So we're going to regroup. We're going to talk about Brady Singer. Now, it's really interesting with the Angels because the Angels have been linked to college pitchers. And two of the college pitchers that they've been linked to, three of them, is uh, McClanahan, Rollison, and Coar. Uh... And all three of those guys are on the board, but Brady Singer has fallen out of the top five rounds. And now, I can't imagine why the Angels would pass up on Brady Singer. If, if the Angels pass up on Brady Singer, then that means that there are legitimate concerns medically, in my opinion, uh, that are stopping teams from taking him because the Angels are a perfect fit for him. Now, uh, not really says, no, I forgot, uh, forgot about McClanahan. Singer to cards, to be honest. I love that. I would be totally fine with that. Uh, favorite time of the week, Tyler Mustache says, hello, it's my favorite time of the week too. Uh, Napa really says so many college pitchers. Now, I saw some people complaining about the Cardinals, uh, Cardinals, I gotta take the hat off, I'm sorry, this is my weird hat to the new people. Uh, I saw some people complaining that the Cardinals are being linked to college pitchers, and I saw some people say that that's the old school way that the Cardinals used to do things, that was two scouting directors ago. Well, that's true. But it's easy to link the, the Cardinals to college pitchers because there's so many of them that are so many high quality. Again, Ryan Rollison from Ole Miss, uh, McClanahan, the lefty, uh, uh, Jackson Cower, uh, or Coar, uh, I'm, I like them all. Brady Singer's still there. These next couple picks, uh, the Royals and the Angels are going to be interesting to follow. Uh, first live podcast I've been able to watch in a while. Hello there, welcome. Uh, Steel is a good name. Steel is a good name. Steel Orwig. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of the Oklahoma product, Steel Walker. Uh, but hell, if, if he's there at 43, uh, Murray is a good fit and gets, uh, yeah, Murray, Kyler Murray was selected by the Oakland A's, uh, ninth overall. Uh, it's going to be awesome to watch how that all develops. I know that they're saying he's after this spring, he's done playing football, he'll play baseball. Uh, but good for him. Good for the Ace for taking a chance. Who do you want to fall to us? Uh, God, you know, at this point, I'm rooting for Brady Singer. I, I think that that's the perfect example of what the Cardinals were hoping that they would get at 19. Uh, that'd be really interesting. Everyone who follows me knows that I'm big on Seth Beer. Uh, I, I want it to be Seth Beer. It won't be Seth Beer. We need to get that out of our minds. Uh, Bryce Turing, uh, Cardstool says, uh, I... I like Bryce Turing. You'll know that I wrote about Jordan Adams. I wrote about Bryce Turing, uh, Jackson Cower, uh, Ryan Rollison, Logan Gilbert, who was just taken. Um, I wrote about all those guys. I, I like them all. I don't think that the Cardinals could go wrong at 19. They could do some crazy stuff, but I don't think that they could go wrong. Uh, Singer passed on again. Jordan Adams. Wow, Jordan Adams goes to the Angels. Now, I'm a couple, like, I'm a full minute behind here on my live stream. Uh, you guys are going to be giving me this information. Hey, Mo's Algorithm, how are you? Before you ask, uh, Langford was an outfielder for the St. Louis Cardinals in the 90s. Um, Jordan Adams is a great pick for the Angels, too. I love Jordan Adams. I'll be honest, I fell, I fell in love with Jordan Adams while scouting him and watching him. I hope 
they're going to probably have to go a little over slot to sign him. They probably will go over slot to sign him. Obviously, they will by taking him 15th overall, or 17th overall, I mean. Uh, but he's a true athlete, and he's really intriguing. And, uh, man, he has a chance to be spectacular. Uh, Kumar or Singer? Now, Kumar Rocker is a high school-aged flamethrower who has trouble holding his velocity and has trouble with command, or Brady Singer. I don't think Kumar Rocker is an option for the Cardinals at 19. Uh, the better chance is Brady Singer. Uh, right now, there's one pick. It's the Royals. And I would be shocked if it if the Cardinals don't end up with Ryan Rollison, Brady Singer, or Jackson Cowar. Uh, yeah, that's right. Angels go uh, outfield. Did I miss our pick? I had a family emergency forever card. said no. We are at the Royals at the 18th overall pick. And by the way, I hope everything is okay with your family forever cards. Uh, you know, solidarity. As somebody says, McClanahan. Uh, I, I like McClanahan. I, you guys know that. I wrote about him. He was one of my others to keep an eye on. I'm not as sold on McClanahan as others were. I know some people have McClanahan in like the top 10. Uh, I like his slider fastball combo. I, you know, the thing is that with a lot of these guys, the what you're going to say about them, it's going to be pretty generic. So you're, you're not going to get like much differentiation. Uh, what I will say is that I don't, I don't like McClanahan as much as I like Gilbert. I don't like McClanahan as much as I like Rollison. Uh, I really like Ryan Rollison. Uh, did you write about Singer? I did not. So we were just joking. We were talking in our little group track, uh, group chat about uh, Liberator, uh, as we'll call him. Uh, and... I didn't even like look at him or research him because I didn't think there was any chance he would fall as far as he did. I only know Brady Singer from highlight clips. I, I don't know much about him, to be honest, because I didn't think there'd be any way that we'd be on pick 18 with the chance of Brady Singer being available. I just blew it off and concentrated on guys that I thought would be available at that area. Uh, my bet is Singer, uh, if he's there, not Rollison. Again, Brady Singer being involved, being available, changes the dynamic of what the Cardinals were planning to do, in my opinion. Total guess. Keep in mind, the, the one time that Randy Flores has had a first-round pick, he drafted Delvin Perez. And the one thing about Delvin is that he was a potential top-five pick that fell to them at 23. And Brady Singer was a potential top-five pick that has fallen to 18. Uh, beer slipped to 43 might happen. Yeah, Holy Schilt brings up a good point. I still think that Beer to the Red Sox at 26 is a very, very good possibility. He's been linked to them since the get-go almost. Uh, but if he moves past 26, it gets really interesting. Uh, the snorting ball says draft beer. And then we have draft after dark, uh, spelled like beer. Uh, let's see. Somebody says, good point, Kyle. I made one. That's a big thing. Uh, Mo is a very good drafter. Yeah, yeah. Mo has a track record of, of drafting well, regardless of who his scouting director is, who the, uh, the, the head of amateur development is. A singer or riot, someone says. I can't imagine them passing on Brady Singer. Uh, how about Luke and Baker? I like Luke and Baker. I think most people would agree that Luke and Baker is more of a DH than anything. Uh, he has decent power. He he was a two way uh, a two way star at Texas Christian, right? Like he pitched first, and then they turned him into a fielder. Anyways, you know Luke and Baker is the kind of guy that you would think about taking forty third overall or seventy fifth if he fell that far, which he won't. Uh, not the kind of guy that you would think about taking nineteenth. Uh, I'm pounding the table for Gorman. Oh my God, Nolan Gorman's still there. Uh, I guess just like uh, Liberator, uh, uh, whose name I'm butchering, I guess that the signability thing, the, the cost is what's stopping people from taking him. Uh, let's see, Kyle, do either Hankins or Wilcox slip to 43? Do you like either of them? I think Wilcox slips to 43. I like Ethan Hankins a lot. 
I'll be honest, just reading about him, I didn't like him a ton, and then I watched him and I fell in love with him because that two-seam fastball is the most lively fastball I've seen. We're getting ahead of ourselves. As everyone who, uh, who is here every Monday for Prospects After Dark via Birds on the Black Nose, I drink. I drink bourbon. Uh, I still have the Buffalo Trace left over from last week. It was a light drinking week for me. And uh, so first off, to you for joining us and uh, to whoever is taking 18th here by the Royals and whoever the Cardinals take at 19. Uh, Octavius Rex says, you made me like beer at 19. Uh, most people like beer at 19, and usually they're not talking about Seth beer, and usually they're not talking about the draft. Uh, Singer's fastball has a lot of movement, too. You know, the, what I know about Singer is that he has a complex array of pitches that he's really good with, and he was a potential number one overall draft pick. And if he's there at 19, I don't know how you can pass on him if his meds are fine. Uh, Moonshine 140 for me. Cheers. Uh, good for you. Wow, get after it. Uh, watching with a Mai Tai in Hawaii. Hey, Alex, Alec Mitchell, congratulations. Enjoy your time in Hawaii. Uh, if you take Seth Beer, you got a shotgun. So the one thing I did say is that if the Cardinals take Seth Beer, I'm taking my shirt off. And I will do the rest of the show with my shirt off until I am blocked and reported. Should take about five minutes. The good news is by that time, uh, I've been blocked, reported, taken off a of Periscope, taken off of Twitter. Uh, we should have enough time to get back online for the 43rd overall pick. Uh, what is Singer's fastball? It's a fastball. Uh, no, it's a two-seam fastball. It has sync motion on it. Uh, velocity, mid-90s, lives low-90s, and that might be part of the reason why he's falling, too. Uh, makes you wonder what's up when Singer keeps dropping again. Uh, Singer would be great, I agree. It's not prospects after dark until Kyle breaks the drinking glass. That happened last week. Hey, Ben Cerruti, how are you, sir? You'll lose a lot of viewers, somebody says. Yeah, the minute my shirt comes off, it's like the opposite of a playland. The my My chest looks like... Gary Busey's face. Uh, five seconds, not five minutes. Uh, bummer. Uh, Royals take Singer. Uh, see, I'm again, I'm a minute behind. So here's where we're at. Uh, it's a bummer to see Singer go to the Royals. But we didn't ever expect Singer to be there. So let's take a second to step away and think about what's next. The Cardinals have been linked heavy to Jackson Cowar. Or Coar Or Cowar. And his mom told me how to pronounce his name. And I'm still doing it wrong. It's Coar. Uh, the Cardinals have been linked heavy to the Florida righty, Jackson Coar, who pitched tonight uh, for Florida and didn't do very well, but he, he did some grinding to get through six innings. And uh, he's a fastball changeup guy. And it's going to be interesting to see where they go there. That's who I'm putting my money on. I know the Cardinals have scouted him heavily. He's an interesting kid. He's half Michael Waka, half Luke Weaver, and he fits the Cardinals' mold. Uh, uh, we've got, I'll tell you what, it's, been, it's fun to watch you guys scroll. We've, we, I've seen Hankins. I've seen uh, uh, Beer, uh, Cower. Uh, Forever Cards asked, can we get Beer at 43rd overall? I don't believe we can, but, I mean, Brady Singer just went 18th overall. Uh, uh, Cower got fucking rope, somebody says, yeah. Uh, can't go wrong with a guy named Nolan. That It could be Gorman. That would be so interesting. Nolan Gorman's another guy... <laughs> who I did very little research on because no one had him dropping out of the top 10. Uh, what about Gorman? I, I like I like Ryan Rollison here. I like Gorman. How about this? Talking about not getting ahead of ourselves, let's take a second to take a picture in time right now and let's realize that the Cardinals have a hell of a selection to make it at 19 here. You know, 
this is a deep draft. As everyone who's been following along knows, I've been saying, this is a very, very deep draft for the Cardinals uh, for Major League Baseball. The Cardinals were guaranteed to get talent, like supreme talent at 19, and they're guaranteed to get it at 43 as well. That isn't common. That's pretty rare. Uh, we can get excited about that, but if you would have told me that at 19th overall, the Cardinals would have Rolison, Coer, uh, McClanahan, uh, Gorman, uh, Beer. Like if, if you would have told me that they had that group to select from, I, I would have been mega happy. And you should be mega happy, too, that that's what we're looking at here with the Cardinals. Uh, I've been asked to make a suggestion. Uh, man, the, man, this pick is going to be good regardless. That's my point. That's all I'm trying to say is, yes, they might go college pitcher, which is kind of boring and it's something we're used to. But you know what? The college pitcher that they took 19th overall in 2012 just almost threw a no-hitter last night. Uh, it might not be the sexiest pick. It might not be something that we go crazy for or get all wired about. Uh, but they're going to get a good player. And more than likely, that player is going to make a major league impact pretty soon. Uh, I just want us to not pick the worst possible option. So that's where this gets, out, gets really interesting. The Cardinals were linked heavy to Austin Meadows' little brother, Parker Meadows. Heavy, heavy, heavy. Uh, he's a high school outfielder. Uh, a lot of athleticism, a lot of projectability. And worst case scenario for me is that they go Parker Meadows here because Parker Meadows has the most, he has the longest road ahead of him of nearly anyone. Uh, I believe the pick is going to be Jackson Cower. I think the fact that it's taking the Cardinals a long time to make the pick shades towards Nolan Gorman. Uh, as Matt Thompson, who writes for a bunch of different places, says on Twitter, uh, Gorman, please. I agree, Matt. I, I can't imagine. Um, pick is in. Now, you guys are going to get this before me. Uh, it is Nolan Gorman. It looks like... It, oh, B-Sports said they're going to go under slot heavy. Uh, I guess we'll find out. Again, uh, would Meadows fall to 43 or no chance? See, that's where I'm at with Parker Meadows. I believe Parker Meadows would fall to 43. I think there's a chance Parker Meadows could fall further than that. Uh, Kyle, you're famous. Someone says I'm an asshole. Uh, I can't tell if it's actually happening or if everyone is just clamoring for Gorman. My stupid internet feed is a hundred miles behind, so I can't. Uh, I can't like stay up to date. Um, uh, so as a group, we're guessing Gorman and McClanahan. Now, as a, again, I'm still saying uh, I'm probably wrong about this, but I'm still saying Jackson Cower. Uh, yeah, I'm still saying. Uh, Cardinals going to Parker Meadows is my brother. Uh, he's going to the Mets, bud. Cool. I, I hope he does. Uh, did we really just get Gorman? See, that's... Oh, here's the pick. Uh, cards have an 80-grade bar in their war room. <laughs> yes, do they? Did they show a picture of the Cardinals bar? Uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Incredible. I never in a million years would have expected the Cardinals to land Nolan Gorman. I didn't write about him. I didn't talk about him. I didn't think about him. Holy cow, look at that bar in the Cardinals draft room. That's really impressive. Uh, they're really, really getting after it. Uh, uh, it's an exciting pick. Anything's going to happen at 43, which is even crazier. So here's the deal with Nolan Gorman, right? Uh, Gorman is a third baseman. He'll stay at third base. Uh, he has tremendous range and a tremendous arm. And he has a tremendous bat. There's power in there. Uh, there's average built in there. Uh, again, as any high schooler, and he's from the Phoenix area, so hopefully we can get Card's gifts 
to go check him out. And Shale says he's the number 12 prospect by MLB.com. I think he was in like the 15 range for Baseball America. Uh, uh, this is a really, really exciting pick. Uh, he's super athletic. He's built like a man. He's got a beautiful left-handed swing. You can tell that he know, like he's in control when he's swinging hard, too. There's potential 30 home run power in there. Uh, he, the left-handed bat, the right-handed fielding, I'm a big fan of. I'm sure some people will say he's going to have to switch off a third base. I don't believe that. Again, I'll dig a little bit deeper, and we'll do a little write-up about Nolan Gorman uh, for, for Birds on the Black. But this is an exciting pick. Uh I, so, you know, I was, just, I was just hammering on Parker Meadows. He has signability issues, but I'm going to tell you right now, the Cardinals wouldn't have drafted him if they didn't think they could sign him. But this is where it gets fun for the Cardinals. The Cardinals will have to go over slot to sign Nolan Gorman. That's a fact. That means that they're going to have to address or adjust their draft board going forward. Uh, so what you'll see now is you'll see a lot of easy sign kids. You'll see a lot of college seniors, more than likely, uh, going earlier than, than we might have thought. Who those college seniors are, I don't know. I, I really don't. Uh, but don't expect the Cardinals in the next five picks that they have, maybe even through the ten rounds, to overextend past what they're comfortable with. Like there are, He's the overslot. There won't be very many overslots at that point. Uh, tailing over everything, Wildcat says. Again, so first off, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We raise our glass of Buffalo Trace to the St. Louis Cardinals and their new third baseman, who I can't wait to follow, Nolan Gorman. Uh, Forever Cards asks, where will Sean Jelly and Tristan Pompey uh, fall? I believe that they'll both fall past 43. Now, what you're seeing is you're seeing a run on athletic outfielders. Uh, well, athleticism. So Tristan Pompey might go a little further. Uh, Sean Jelly, uh, the pitcher, the six foot ten pitcher for Kentucky, is really interesting because Kentucky got beat up. Uh, like the Kentucky coaching staff got beat up because Jelly pitched a full game and then came in and pitched in relief the next game, and he threw like forty. He threw like forty pitches after throwing one hundred and thirty the night before. That hurt his stock. So I think that there's a chance Sean Sean Jelly could fall to seventy five, but we'll see. Uh, Chuck Brownson. I agree with what Chuck Brownson says, who, by the way, I love. You should be following Chuck Brownson. Bronson? Brownson on Twitter. Uh, avoid jelly like the plague. I agree. And that pitcher from Mississippi State, who the coaching staff threw for 140 pitches and had sit for like an hour and a half uh, in the ninth inning to finish out a game, you stay away from him too. And as a matter of fact, you send hate mail to Mississippi State for ruining a kid's future. Uh, any chance Gorman starts with Peoria? I, I don't know. It's really interesting right now. The Cardinals kind of had a pecking order, right? And at third base, it was Brady Whalen, then Alaris Montero, and then kind of nothing after that. Well, Alaris Montero jumped Brady Whalen, and Brady Whalen became a first baseman. Alaris Montero is ready for a promotion. Unfortunately, that promotion will probably be to Palm Beach. Uh, but if that happens, then maybe you get excited with Gorman. What I know is the Cardinals, what they'll probably do, is they'll probably bring Gorman into their spring facility uh, their extended spring training facility down at um, uh, Palm Beach. And from there, they'll make that decision. Uh, nothing's impossible. He's advanced for the age. Uh, people aren't talking about how they now left-hand power bat in our organization. We have Gorman at 18 years old and Delvin at 19 if they develop. Nasty. Yeah, if that, that left side of the infield could be incredible. Somebody brought up 
the Cardinals and left-handed power in the organization or left-handed hitters in the organization. And Gorman fills that role. For someone like me who writes about prospects and who reads about prospects nonstop, uh, for someone like me who sees how things develop over a long timeline, not just the short timeline, none of that really matters to me. I, I don't care about having left-handed pitchers. I don't care about left having left-handed uh, uh, having left-handed hitters. Uh, I want them to have the best available prospects at, at any given moment. And if that's a left-handed power hitter, then it's a left-handed power hitter. If it's a right-handed power hitter, so be it. It doesn't matter. Just fill your organization up uh, with the best prospects that you can. Somebody just asked, could, uh, could the Cardinals draft Beer? Yeah, if he falls to 43, anything could happen. But the only problem there is I think Beer would probably want a little bit more than what the slot is at 43. Uh, Forever Cards asked a couple minutes ago, uh, what if Gorman doesn't sign? Well, then the Cardinals get the 19th overall pick next year. So if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen, but they would forfeit like $3.3 million worth of bonus money. Uh, Kyle, would you rather have anyone else who is available? No. No, not at all. Now, Nolan Gorman was the best pick. They made the best selection there. If Brady Singer would have been there, even though the Cardinals could probably use a bat over an arm, I would have gone Brady Singer. Uh, but I love Nolan Gorman there. I'm shocked by it. I'm impressed and shocked. Uh, uneducated me starts thinking Rasmus is a high school first-round bat. Any real comparison? No. No, as a matter of fact, that Alex Alec Baum uh, is the perfect Colby Rasmus. Now, Nolan Gorman is a... Oh, God, I don't mean this as a hit on Colby... Nolan Gorman is a smart kid. He's intelligent. He knows what's going on. Uh, he has the athleticism and intelligence combo that maybe Colby didn't have. Gorman and Carlson could form a solid corner infield tandem. Very well could. Uh, Carlson's played great. Dylan Carlson, who was a Cardinals draft pick in 2016, uh, he's played a great corner outfielder. Not ready to pull him off that. Chris O'Leary is trashing. Uh, yeah, so the, the pitch, whatever, the pain guy, he's going to trash everyone. Uh, the Twins took Trevor Larnack. He was one of my favorites. Okay, so we have a, a list of great questions here that, that Cards Gifts has been writing down. Uh, it's incredible. Uh, how close do you think the comparison was for him compared to Siegler? So Siegler is a different beast uh, because he's kind of a novelty, kind of a carnival act. But Siegler is a catcher. And more, more than likely, Siegler is just a catcher. And that kind of changes it. Uh, I, I like Gorman way better than I like Siegler. Uh, Anxious to see what happens with Siegler in the, wrong, the, the long run. Okay, so any chance he goes to Arizona and doesn't sign also? Blah, blah, blah. Could the Cardinals draft Seth Beer? Yeah, we talked about that. How quickly do you think he goes through the system? Nolan Gorman. Uh, ooh, uh, uh, GM Gersh says Evan Mendoza and Nolan Gorman. That's exciting. Is Carlson legit? Dylan Carlson? Ah, let's wait to call him legit, but he has a legit baseball mind. Uh, let's see. Uh, Siegler, blah, blah, blah. Does Nolan play any other positions? Uh, he plays a little first base. He can play a little bit of outfield. I think he's pitched, but he's a third baseman. Uh, let's see. Could Mendoza play second? I don't know. I don't know. He, you know, after he gave up pitching, he played third almost exclusively, so there's no telling. Uh, do you think Terang, Bryce Terang, the shortstop, uh, high school age shortstop, uh, could fall to 43? I don't know. This draft is going crazy right now. I didn't expect there to be this much flux. Uh, what date do we have to sign him by? Uh, you know, I don't know that date. Usually it's what, they changed it, and now it's like three weeks after the draft uh, or like ten days after the College World Series or something like that. Uh, I don't like the Nolan pick. I've watched a lot of him and see Matt Adams at best. Well, Matt Adams is a hell of a first, uh, Matt Adams is a hell of a major leaguer. Uh, 
we would all be lucky to get Matt Adams in the first round. 50% of these guys won't have the career that Matt Adams has had. Keep that in mind. Now, of course, you want him to be a stud. You want him to be a perennial all-star. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, but if that's his track, if you can be guaranteed Matt Adams with that pick, that's a good first-round pick in my mind. Which round in the draft do you choose strictly off of facial hair? That's a great question. Always. Every round, every pick is all about facial hair. Uh, that's why I was not a Nick Madrigal fan. That kid looks like he's eight years old, talks with a squeaky voice, and probably hasn't ever grown facial hair. Uh, Gorman drew 43 walks and only struck out 16 times. Again, uh, it is the tournament circuit. Keep that in mind. That is a little bit a little bit more impressive. By the way, Trevor Larnack's girlfriend is beautiful. Uh, or maybe his sister, I don't know. It's what we do over here at PAD. Um, uh, sorry, I've got a bunch of stuff going on. Um, yeah, so facial hair all the time. MLB Network said his swing is close to Corey Seager's. You agree? I, I will say that I haven't seen enough of it to be able to compare it to Corey Seager's. I think it's fair to make a Corey Seager comparison with him, though. Uh, just third base and shortstop. Uh, there's a lot of similarities in their game. O'Leary has no science behind his data, blah, blah, blah. Carter Stewart looks like he's 15. Saying that Carter Stewart, who... Uh, saying he looks like he's 18 is an exaggeration. Or 15. Carter Stewart looks like he's 8. I would not get... By the way, Carter Stewart was a pick by the Atlanta Braves. Uh, I wouldn't give him my car keys. There's no way. And if he got pulled over, you would think that it was some juvenile delinquent stealing a family car. Like, rebelling against stepdad or something like that. Uh, man... Again, so many questions. So many questions coming in. So many people. Uh, it's a lot to take. Uh, I, unfortunately, again, I don't know what date they have to have him signed by. Uh, but the, the other thing to keep in mind is the Cardinals took every second they could. My guess is they reached out. They had a parameter. They realized that they could sign him. And uh, now what they'll have to do is they'll have to adjust their draft bonus going forward. You're going to see a lot of college-age seniors. Uh, not as tail Thoughts on Murray at 9. Saw a few games. You know, I don't know enough about Kyler Murray as a hitter. I know that they talk about him being a five-tool player with potential plus tools all across the board. Um, I don't know, though. I, I, I don't know. I, so with guys like Kyle, Kyler Murray, it's not worth me to invest my time looking into them other than to just watch them because they were never going to go to the Cardinals, and they have an unusual ceiling, and there's he's still going to play football. Like, He's still going to play football this spring, and football is a physical sport. I, I, when I watch the highlights of him, Kyler Murray looks incredible. He, he looks fluid and quick and fast, and looks like there's power in his 5'11 body, and it looks like there's speed. He, he looks like a fully developed version of Nick Plummer is what he looks like, but uh, from the right side of the plate. But he still has, if he's going to play football in spring, that's still football in the spring. It could get nasty. Uh, Harold Reynolds says he would have picked him number one. Harold Reynolds is a freaking moron. Uh, oh, Mr. Hicks. Uh, Mr. Jason Hicks says, Sup, Kyle. Uh, hello, sir. How are you? Welcome to our little draft extra extravaganza. We are, uh, you know, normally this thing doesn't start for another 15 minutes, but here we are watching the sun go down. Uh, prospects at dusk. The draft at dusk. Uh, somebody said, I believe the deadline to sign is July 15th. Uh, that sounds about right. I believe Graham just updated us as I look over here. I see the Milwaukee Brewers have selected Bryce Terang. Uh, good for them. He's, he's a... Bryce Terang, the one knock on him is he doesn't produce a lot of plow power. He takes a lot of slaps at pitches. Uh, I think he's going to be fine. And I think in the long term, they have themselves a stable shortstop. What I said about Bryce Terang is when I watch Bryce Terang, to me, he's half Pete Cosma 
and he is half uh, Delvin Perez. Like, you see that raw athleticism that Delvin Perez possesses in Bryce Terang, but he's more of like that safe defensive bet where Pete Cosmo was. Uh, yeah, Jay, uh, Mr. Hicks says, uh, uh, this draft is crazy. How the hell? And I'm sure he's going to say, did Singer fall? This is a crazy draft, my friend. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. That's exactly where Mr. Hicks went. Is Gorman a top five organization prospect by the end of 2019? I'll be honest with you. I'd probably put Gorman in the top 10 right now. Uh, you know, the Cardinals have had a lot of players graduate, and they're going to continue to have players graduate off of that top 10 list, off of that top 30. Without looking at the list, I think there's reason to believe that by the time we enter 2019, he's going to be a top five prospect. I'm not even one to do that very often. I'm usually not one to say, uh, let's go all in on a teenage prospect. But the Cardinals have kind of a thin system now with so many people graduating off of the list, uh, from Jordan Hicks to Austin Gomber, who will do it eventually, Carson Kelly, Harrison Bader, uh, Jack Flaherty, uh, you know, all of Alex, well, hopefully Alex Reyes, all he needs to do is throw one-third more of an inning. Uh, and if he does, that's that's good. But uh, with all so many players falling off, there's reason to believe with the gap in the organization that Nolan Gorman could be a top ten. It, I'm already going to call him a top ten without thinking about it. Could be a top five prospect with a little production in the minors uh, this season. What do you think of the prospect the Mets drafted, Jared K- uh, Kalenic? Uh, I believe it's Kelnick. I believe that's how it's pronounced. I don't know for sure. And as everyone who watches the program every Monday uh, knows, uh, I butcher names, so I apologize for that. Uh, I like him a lot. They keep saying he's going to be a, a, a center fielder. I haven't seen enough of him to believe that. But he seems to have a real hit tool. Um, he reminds me of, like, Mickey Moniak a little bit, but more developed. Uh, Trent Apple, uh, Our boy Trent Apple says... Uh, Rollison coming up next to the Rockies. You know, the Rockies love sinker pitchers, and I don't think Rollison throws that, but his slider slurvy curve is, is pretty interesting. Uh, how much money do you think he signs for? Gorman? Well, okay, so what the Cardinals, say theoretically the Cardinals have like 3.3 on that slot. I think you're talking about a $700,000 bump more than likely, $500,000 bump more than likely. Uh, somewhere in that range. So say that the Cardinals have a 3-3 slot. You're talking about $4 million. If their their slot's 3.5, you're talking about 4-2. Uh, yeah, exactly. So probably right around $4 million. Uh, be lucky if we ever see Reyes at this point. Yeah, torn lat. You're probably right, Tyler Moustache. Uh, I hope you're wrong, but you're probably right. Uh, blah, 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 Gorman. Let's see. Gorman good enough to skip Peoria in Springfield? No. No. Now... Keep in mind, uh, for those of you who are new to me, I am a little bit more conservative when it comes to prospects. I would be a little bit more delicate with them, especially an organization like the Cardinals, who does a very good, who do a very good job of raising seniors, junior age, uh, college juniors, college seniors, to maximize their ability. It seems like they always have a guy who can plug a gap. Um, I would take my time with Gorman. I would force Gorman to force the issue. You know. It's reasonable to think that at some point he'll skip Palm Beach. But I wouldn't be in any hurry to skip him over Peoria and Springfield. I want to I see him. Ideally, he impresses the organization enough, just like Dylan Carlson did two years ago, to start next season at Peoria. That's, like, that's what you want ideally. Uh, he, and as we talked a little earlier ago, there's always a chance that he ends up in Peoria to start the, you know, uh, here in a month or so. 
we'll see how it all goes. But ideally, the ETA and, and where he fits in in the organization is you would like for, for Gorman, Nolan Gorman, to start at Peoria next year. Uh, where would Gorman rank on the Dirty 30 today? Great question, Daniel Shoptaw of Cardinals Conclave. Uh, love that Cardinals Conclave. Love that Daniel Shoptaw. Again, to me, without thinking about the list, and it, we've had so many people graduate, he's, he's probably in the 6 to 10 range, more than likely. I probably, like, in my mind, I put him at 10 because of my own personal philosophy on how you handle uh, teenage prospects. You know, not getting too wrapped in, I probably just slot him in at 10 and work the list around him. Uh, but I would, I, the Cardinals have a hole right now because of how many people have graduated and how far away some of their other prospects are with relatively high floors, low ceilings, that there's reason to put Gorman right at 10. Uh, prediction on the Cardinals' next pick, uh, that is from uh, Drake Mann. It's a great question. Oh, uh, uh, Sleek Kitty asked, what does it say on your shirt? It says, birds. This is our sweet little birds on the black logo. Uh, you'll love it. Uh, Cards Gifts is just putting together a store, and you'll be able to buy our hats and our beanies and eventually shirts, and uh, we'll get that link out soon, but it's going to be beautiful. All of what Cards Gifts does is beautiful. Uh uh, yeah, so somebody asked, Drake Man asked, predictions on the Cardinals' next pick. The way that the draft is going, I'm, I'm out of it. But what I will say is, entering the draft, had things fallen the way that they were supposed to fall. And by the way, good for the Colorado Rockies for taking Ryan Rollison. I hope that, I wish that kid the best. He's impressive. I became a big fan studying him. Uh, there is a pitcher for Stanford who is a lefty, who has a motion similar to Clayton Kershaw, who doesn't throw anything like Clayton Kershaw, named Chris Bubik. And Bubik is a fastball changeup guy, and he has a nice little curvy, slurvy, slurve, churve, curve. And uh, he'd be really interesting, and that's who I want them to take at 43. Now, the way that the board's developing, there could be anyone on that board. So let's, let's wait till we get a little closer, maybe 35, and we'll start talking about who's there and who's, other, who's there. Uh, do you think Italian food is good? I love, I love me some Italian food. Uh, insert derogatory and... Hateful thing about pizza pie. Uh, uh, no, I, I love I love it. Griffin Conine for forty three gram says Griffin Conine had a couple home runs today. Uh, people love that Jeff Conine son. I'm not a big fan, but at forty three, why not? Uh, Yanks are taking Siegler. Uh, Trent Apple, is that a fact? I'm not surprised by that. Oh, uh, hold on. Uh, the Nick Lanham says Kloffenstein at forty three. So if there's one thing being a St. Louis Rams fan has taught me. Anybody with the last name Kloppenstein or Kloppenstein, you stay away from because within 10 years, your team is moving out of your town. Uh, if a stud falls to 43, who cares if you blow extra slot money? Quality over quantity. That's a really good point, and I agree. But I think where we're at right now is it would have to be the right player, and you also have to keep in mind how that would influence the Cardinals draft moving on. And I agree, the Cardinals lack high-end talent, and I think that that particular risk is worth that particular reward. But I don't know if it's something you like dive like super headfirst into you into. You have to look at the whole board. You have to make the right choice. But again, if you like Nolan Gorman, Nolan Gorman was obviously the best player on their board. If whoever's available at 43 is like say say McClanahan falls to 43, he will obviously be their best player on the board. You sign him. And as a matter of fact, you'd probably be able to get him relatively inexpensive at that point. Uh, do you think Hankins falls to 43? I hope so. Uh, that Ethan Hankins, you talk about an impressive young man with an impressive two-seam. But, you know, if he falls to 43, which could very well happen, you have to keep in mind that he's dealing, he has shoulder history. 
And that's a concern. Uh, you know, they were going over it on one of the Baseball America podcasts. Uh, like Tyler Kolick, dating back any pitcher that's had shoulder concerns or elbow concerns, has fizzled out over the last five years. Uh, Tyler Mustache says, Emo's is the tits. I agree. I like Dewey's Pizza as well. In Fanagome, I agree. Uh, that makes me feel so old, C70 ha- says. Uh, it must have been somebody celebrating their 50th birthday. Cubs about to pick Kumar Rocker, Holy Shield says. Ah, I don't know about that. The Cardinals just drafted the first MLB draftee born in, in the 2000s. Awesome. That's a cool thing. Do you like the, uh, the, uh, the Arkansas Razorbacks? Uh, so, Blaine Knight. i got to take a drink. Hold on. Blaine Knight is a really interesting starting pitcher for the Arizona or the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, so stupid. The Arkansas Razorbacks, who I would be very intrigued for the Cardinals to take at 43. Uh, kind of a big boy, a little slender in frame, although he's put on a little extra weight. He, yeah, I would love for them to take him at 43. Again, there's going to be plenty of options at 43 that will move that have the potential to move through the Cardinals system faster than Nolan Gorman. It's awesome stuff. Uh, Sleek Kitty says, go Lakers. I'll clap for the Lakers, sure. Uh, there was a one dude in the Cardinals-Cubs extra innings game who looked like a total pimp that was wearing like a Wilt Chamberlain jersey or something like that. And ever since I've been a Lakers fan. Pilkington is not good. Would not touch him. Uh, I agree, Snorting Bull. I am not a, a Pilkington fan. A lot of the guys in our group chat uh, for the Prospects After Dark Fantasy League, they love Pilkington. He's not one of my guys. Uh, but if maybe he falls to 75, that's not a bad pick at 75. Uh, the Red Sox will take Cisas if he falls. Um, oh, wait. Is Siegler wearing a cowboy hat? That's terrible. That's terrible. I'm going to put my hat on and hide you guys. Uh, we have three or four picks tonight. John Greco asks. We have three. Uh, on MLB Network, you'll be able to watch You watch pick 19. You'll be able to watch pick 43. Uh, and then on MLB.com, you'll be able to watch pick 75. Uh, so, yes, three picks tonight, and then a couple picks tomorrow, and then so on and so forth. Uh, Mr. Hicks says, what's up, sir, to uh, 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 Mr. Cardinal's Gifts. I love the camaraderie that we have in our little prospects after dark. Uh, boy, man, you guys were bringing questions so hard and so fast there for a while. It was hard for me to keep up. Uh, but, oh, uh, so Mo's Algorithm asks an MLB comp for, uh, for Nolan Gorman. You know, everyone, more people have said Corey Seager, and now I can't get that out of my head. Maybe, maybe just to like hedge my bets, Kyle Seager. Like, granted, Gorman never struck out, like, it's tough to really gauge a person's strikeout numbers when they're in high school and so far, so much further advanced than, uh, than their competition. But I think Kyle Seager is a pretty solid, like, he's that kind of defender. He has a, he has a potential to be that kind of defender, and he has a very solid bat. Uh, I'll say Kyle Seeger. Uh, oh, yeah, so Mr. Hicks, when, when uh, the lovely and talented Tara and I get finally get a chance to talk to you and interview you, I would love to know what it was like uh, in great detail come the third round of the 2015 draft. Uh, what if I say about the Cards organization that it's been 18 years? I don't know. What about Bob Seeger? I'm a fan of Bob Seeger. You're, now you're making yourself feel old. Are either of our picks Lynn compensation? The 75th overall pick is the Lynn compensation. Uh, and then the 55th overall pick went to the Colorado Rockies for Holland. Jordan Hicks is better than Araldis Chapman. Love that Jordan Hicks. Uh, any elite, really good high school prospects from Missouri? I don't know. 
I honestly don't know. I know that uh, I know that uh, MICDS has a kid. I know CBC has a kid. Viani has a kid. Uh, but what they are, it's not like it's not like Tim Melville a couple of years back. There aren't any of those kids. There's not a Matheny or a Mabry uh, knocking on the door. Uh, Snorting Bull says Kyle Seeger. Please no. Now I get what you're saying about Kyle Seeger to a degree, but man, if you're telling me that you could draft Kyle Seeger right now at age 18. You do that. That's a great first-round draft pick. Again, the stat I always go to that people lose context when it comes to con- uh, context when it comes to the first-round draft picks is only 56% of them ever make a major league debut. Only 56% ever make a major league debut. Another te- like if you take 10% off of that, those are prospects who don't even have like a WAR. Only like the truly elite of the first round make an impact. And that's like 20 to 25, 30% somewhere around there. Getting Kyle Seager, a player that could turn into Kyle Seager, uh, 19th overall is all you can ask for. Like somebody said, Matt Adams, to be honest with you, you draft Matt Adams in the first round. uh, Sure. You wouldn't draft him in like a fantasy baseball league first round. But if you go back to that draft, Matt Adams is a first rounder. Keep, keep that in mind. The one thing that I always say uh, the Major League Baseball draft is a feral animal. I wrote it on every one of those the write-ups that I did. It is a feral, feral animal. It is constantly in flux. There's no guarantees. It's impossible to predict, and we're seeing it tonight. Uh, uh, what is pick 43 for? Uh, pick 43 is a, com- uh, uh, a competitive balance pick. The Cardinals, because at one point they were considered a uh, non-major market uh, uh, not a, uh, not a mid market. Yeah, a mid market because the Cardinals were considered a mid market. They got put into a draft, and they were then selected to take uh, have pick forty three in the compensatory round. Uh, so let's see. It's not a lottery pick. Uh, Blaine Knight at forty three forever cards says, "Yeah, forever cards." I was just kind of talking about him uh, a second ago. The Arkansas Razorback. Uh, I I like him. I'd be fine with that. Again, think about all of the names that we're throwing around at 43. There is going to be a lot of talent available at 43. Right now, we're only on pick 24. We're to almost 20 full picks away from that. So let's take a step back. Let's wait to see how the board develops. Let's get about 10 picks further, and we'll start talking about what, what we're going to do at 43. Uh, Kyle, do you think Luke Heimlich gets drafted? Yes, I do think Luke Heimlich, the Oregon State pedophile uh, and sex offender, uh, and also, tremendously incredible left-handed pitcher gets drafted. A lot of people have speculated it's going to be in the second or third round. Uh, it will not be by the Cardinals. I've, I've been given pretty strong assurance that it will not be by the Cardinals. So, uh, raise, raise your glass to the St. Louis Cardinals, uh, even though for drafting... Raise your glass to the St. Louis Cardinals for drafting moral over talent. Somebody just asked me how much am I getting paid to do this? The answer is zero dollars. That's why the quality is so shitty. Uh, that's why I'm a total asshole up here. Uh, I get paid nothing to do it, and I am clearly worth every penny. Uh, thanks, Jim. Oh, somebody said uh, Kyle hates me. Uh, yes, I do hate you. Uh, okay, I feel safe. Uh, so you're welcome, Brendan. Oh, is Brendan in here? Hi, Brendan. How are you? I love you. C70 says we get what we pay for, uh, just like The Last Jedi. Uh, what team had the worst draft? We're 24 picks in. 
Uh, we're 24. It's the first week of the season. Um, uh, hey, so you confirmed it. See, now I'm on the lookout for Brendan Schaefer. Uh, hey, Brendan. Love you. Um, we're 24 picks in. Let's take a second to try to, like, think about an entire round or an entire two rounds before we talk about who's had a bad draft. You know, the, the A's took a tremendous gamble by taking Kyler Murray, and we'll see how that pays off. Uh, the Reds, I, I, I like India a lot. I think that that's a little bit of a grasp, but you know what? They went with a, a pure hitter, and that's really interesting to me. Have you seen the back and forth between Edwards and Gifford? All, uh, all love there. I don't know anything about it. What team overreached thus far? Well, every every scouting service will tell you that it was uh, other than Harold Reynolds. Will tell you that it was Kyler Murray uh, at nine by the A's. Uh, you know, let me take a little look over the list right now. I think Ryan Weathers seven to San Diego was kind of a a, a, a reach. The thing about Ryan Weathers, other than that he's a son of former major leaguer Dave Weathers, is that he's as much of a high-floor pitcher as you'll find in high school baseball. Uh, he's most certainly going to make the majors. You don't find that very often as a certainty. And he's a lefty who does some pretty average to above-average stuff. The Padres probably think he can make it to the majors pretty quick, and he probably has some pretty serious upside for the Padres. Uh, to me, he was a bit of a reach. I thought he would go 15 to the Rangers, and uh, he went half. Pardon me, he went half that. I won one of those shirts. Sleek Kitty says we'll get you in touch with Cardinal Gifts again. It's a beautiful, beautiful uh, 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 polo, and they're all lucky. Uh, Yanks getting that shortstop. Oh wow, we got somebody on here from uh, who's a Yankees fan. Uh, I think that the Yankees got the uh, the switch hitting, switch throwing catcher. If you had to guess. How soon will Gorman reach MLB? So it's 2018. He'll have a half a season. He'll start 19 in Peoria. He'll skip 20 and start in Springfield. 21. So late 21, 22. Uh, oh, yes. So this is good news. This is tremendous good news. So I'm glad that people are here for this. The, the Cubs just took Nico Horner. Now, Nico Horner is a surefire shortstop. He will absolutely stay at shortstop. He has impressed teams with his wooden bat. I like to try to impress people with my wooden bat. Um, in, in like the, the wooden bat circuit, he's impressed people with his surprise power, but he's hit for no power at Stanford. Uh, like two or three home runs over three seasons. He makes good contact, but to me, that's a huge reach. Like that could be a mistake. My guess is that that signing right there is that's to save money in the long run. I am not a Nico Horner fan. The Cardinals have Nico Horner in their organization. His name is Tommy Edmond. Uh, I believe Tommy Edmond is every bit as good, uh, maybe not as good defensively, because Nico Horner is a really, really fascinating defensive shortstop. Uh, I think that the Cardinals already have that in their organization. And yes, uh, Nico Horner went to the Cubs. Uh, so good. Good. That makes me happy because, again, I am not a Nico Horner fan, and the Cardinals were linked heavily to him. Uh, how much stock do, P do players lose at their overuse of arms in the NCAA tournament? Uh, Kiefer Dean Roach asks, Kiefer, let me, as I muttered off that question, Kiefer Dean Roach asks, how much does overuse in the NCAA tournament hurt a pitcher's stock? Uh, all you have to do is look at Kentucky pitcher Sean Jelly to, to get a feel for that. Sean Jelly is a six foot ten monster of a human being. 
who was overused by the Kentucky coach, and he went from going in the compensatory rounds, pick 35 to 43, uh, or 36 to 43, to now they're talking about him maybe going in round three. Uh, depending on how they're used and when they're used and in, in what capacity, um, they uh, anything could happen. A- anything could happen, but it hurts. It really does hurt when they get overused that way. And you know what? We're getting to the point now where it hurts the program in the long run, too, and that's for the best. Uh, let's see. Somebody said that's a shame. It is a shame. But we are starting to see programs adjust that, and it's becoming less frequent. Picks are valuable. Holland signing really hurt the money. We have to sign Gorman. Uh, the Nick Lanham says the Cardinals are going to sign Nolan Gorman. They wouldn't have drafted him if they couldn't. It's just it's not the, it's not the money for Holland and Gorman because they have the money for Gorman. It's the pick and the money allotment for Holland and how it benefits the rest of the draft hurts. But again, that's hindsight because at the time, in my opinion, the Cardinals needed Greg Holland. And while I didn't like the fact that they were giving up a 50th, you know, 50th, a 51 to 60 pick, I think it was 55 at the time, uh, while I didn't like it, it was the right thing for the team at the time. And they had a comp- they get a compensatory pick for Lance Lynn at that point too. Uh, how about the Florida State pitcher? Mm. Sorry, I'm parched. I'm going 100 miles an hour. I'm not thinking. By the way, Buffalo Trace again. Uh, How about the Florida State pitcher who pitched 130 and then sat through an hour and a half long rain delay and then pitched again and finished off the game? That was abuse. That stuff has got to stop. It has to stop. Uh, But, yeah, so you're seeing it less frequently. The other thing that I find fascinating, and, again, I, I hope to get through this without a ton of questions coming up, Virginia, the University of Virginia is known for forcing their pitchers to adopt a certain philosophy. Uh, somebody asked, what about Luke Heimlich? Uh, as we just said a little while ago, I believe Heimlich will get drafted. I've been assured that it won't be by the Cardinals. Uh, and good for the Cardinals for taking the moral high ground over supreme talent. Because Heimlich has a ton of, a ton of talent. Um, oh, hold on. Kyle, do you like Shakespeare? Uh, of course I like Shakespeare. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm not 40. Uh, Gorman is 6'1", 210. Do you think he's finished growing? Is he 18? Yes, uh, Gorman is 18. He was born in the year 2000. Uh, I think he's probably done growing height. I mean, he might tack on another inch. He might put on a couple more, but he has room to add on weight. Uh, his frame could add on weight. Nolan Gorman was born in 2000, as in Jim Edmonds, Daryl Kylan, Fernando Vina, 2000. And crazy, Bud Smith in 2000. Uh, the Cubs used their first pick to take a Cardinal, Willis Kern says. Uh, by the way, thank you, Brendan Schaefer, for the shout-out. I really appreciate that, man. That's really sweet of you. Um, yeah, it's crazy that we're, oh, hold on. The Arizona Diamondbacks took Matt McClain. And so McClain was one of my sleeper picks. I thought McClain might be available at 43 and I was going to drop him on you. Uh, McClain is kind of like a cheap man's version of Alex Bregman, who everyone knows that I love. Know anything about Alex uh, Kisena, who Cardinals signed from Grizzlies, was with the Tigers organization. I don't know anything about him. Uh, I, I know that the Cardinals have done really well with guys like Austin Warner and unsigned draft picks like Anthony Hsu and Zach Prendergast to optimize players from other areas. Uh, if we take Seth Beer at 43, will you switch to beer for the night? I don't have any beer at home. Somebody's going to have to bring me beer. I'll turn on location service here and just bring it right onto my house. I'll give you my address. I've done it before on air. Uh, I'll probably do it here in a second. Um, somebody said Schwarber was a reach as well. 
James Plunkett says, Schwarber was not a reach. So the, the thing to remember about, uh, about Schwarber, Schwarber and Horner are two different things. Schwarber was only a reach because everyone knew he wasn't going to stick at catcher uh, for James Plunkett. Um, he had one of the most advanced collegiate bats in that entire draft. And the Cubs went with that, knowing that they could just move him to a different position. Now, of course, the problem is they moved him to outfield, and he's terrible. Uh, somebody said Bader is not Bo Hart. They're both hard workers, and they're both small white guys. Uh, Red Sox pick. I don't know who the Red Sox are going to pick, but I'm intrigued to find out. Uh, it's probably If it ends up being Seth Beer, which has been the rumor forever now, for months and months and months, it's going to be a sad moment. Your thoughts on Florida State coach bringing his starter back out after rain delay, Tommy too says. Uh, we've talked about that a little bit. I hate it. I think it's poor management. I think that coach should be reprimanded by the, the school and by NCAA Major Division One. Uh, but it also goes to show you that even at that collegiate level, uh, pitchers are bulldogs. And when you trust them, they lie to you because they want to stay in the game. Of course they want to stay in the game, even if it's not in their best interest. So the coach, he scapegoats the player and says, oh, well, he wanted to stay and he said he was fine. Uh, I'd rather listen to a mute than to Harold Reynolds. Okay, I agree. Mish retweeted the Red Sox are taking uh, Cassis. You're such a degenerate that they only have hard liquor for these. God bless your liver. I am, Mr. Uh, Mr. Schaefer. I do nothing but uh, but drink hard booze. Look, my, my audience demands hard liquor. Uh, your audience demands hair flops and our hair flips. Uh, mine demands hard liquor. The only, like... The only way that I'm tolerable is if I'm at least a little buzzed. And somebody said scotch. I love scotch. Don't get me wrong. I love uh, Mac McAllen. Uh, but we're drinking Buffalo Trace tonight. I only have a little left. And I'm trying to save it. But it t it's literally taken them an hour to get through five picks. Uh, let's see. R.I.P. Brendan Schaefer says someone. Beard and Nats possibly. Uh, yeah, so what we do is we raise our glass. We say bourbon. People yell at you for thinking your water is beer. See, Brennan Schaefer, our audiences are quite a bit different. People yell at me when I take a drink of water that I'm not drinking bourbon. Uh, beer got past the Red Sox. Man, my my feed must be like 15 minutes late. Uh, I just love Bader and want him to stick. Ralph Brody Jr. says, yeah, you know, I love Harrison Bader too. I still maintain that he's a perfect fourth outfielder. I love what he's done defensively. I love the fact that he's maxed out every one of his skills. The Cardinals have in Harrison Bader something that every organization chases, and it's not about advanced metrics or any of that stuff. The Cardinals have in Harrison Bader a player that maxed out every one of his skills. He can't get any better. It's impossible based on his, his, his skill set. So it's a really awesome thing to see him maxed out uh, because no one else does that. You have, in my mind, a prospect, has a, a draftee, has a 5% chance of hitting their ultimate ceiling. Everyone needs to keep that in mind. Maybe a 10% chance if they're advanced. Uh, Luke Weaver, Michael Walker, those guys had like a 10% chance of reaching their ultimate ceiling. Uh, so just keep that in mind. It's not an easy thing to do. Um, please stop with the wooden bat critic of beer. Yeah, that's a thing for me. I, see, I'm glad I'm not listening to it. Uh, Wildcat says he's watching the draft and it's so slow. Uh, pitcher at 43 after hitter at 19. I think the Cardinals will go with a smart cheap signing unless something is uh, 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 something wows them or blows them away uh, the, the, the Boston Red Sox 
do not take Seth Beer. I cannot wait to see what happens to Seth Beer. If he's available at 43 and the Cardinals walk right by him, it's going to break my damn heart. I don't know if I'll be able to tolerate that. I don't know if I have it in me. Uh, Tristan uh, Cassis, whose name I'm butchering, is a first baseman, third baseman. Uh, I don't know what they're saying on the broadcast, and I apologize for this, but everything that I've read, most don't really think he's going to stick at third. Uh, why do you think that Cower or Coar is dropping? Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, McClanahan is dropping, too. I didn't expect that. Um, Kumar Rocker still is on the board. There's no telling. So many people are being drafted that I've barely heard of, and, and tons of the top 20 guys are there. Uh, not sure why Sox took another 3B. Because there's no reason not to. And, again, the other thing with Tristan Cassis is that he's more of a, probably a first baseman long-term than a third baseman. Uh, again, just like with every prospect, you give them every opportunity to play their position as long as they possibly can until they can't do it anymore. And that's what you do here with, with Cassis if you're the Red Sox. Uh, will the Cardinals ever be good at drafting bats? So I have an entirely different outlook on the Cardinals being good at drafting bats. Uh, the Cardinals drafted Yadier Molina. They drafted Paul DeYoung. They drafted Matt Carpenter. They drafted Colton Wong, and Wong's whatever. They drafted Harrison Bader. They drafted Tommy Pham. Uh, they drafted Greg Garcia. They drafted really well. It's just, you know, they took a chance with Dylan Carlson. They took a chance with Nick Plummer. Uh, and again, it's still not even fair to judge Nick Plummer because he's only 20 years old. And he, he he's only 20 years old, and he, he's missed a season and a half of three seasons because of injury. They might not be necessarily great at drafting early because most of the time they go with pitchers anyways. They missed on Bryce Denton, uh, although Denton's still super young. Uh, they're not bad at drafting hitters. It's just they're not the hitters that you want. Uh, did the Royals get a steal in the first round? Yeah. So somebody asked, why do I think Cower is, slip is slipping? Maybe it's a Florida thing. Maybe it's a Florida pitcher thing. Maybe teams... Uh, are worried about the uh, recent track record with Florida pitchers and arm injuries after AJ Puck, uh, that maybe they're, they're staying away from Singer and Cower uh, for that reason. As an OU football fan, did the A's pick Murray to save money in the bonus pool? Well, I, th I would think, uh, I would think it would be the other way around. Like, you know, I, I would think that Kyler Murray at nine, you might end up having to pay him. I don't know how it's all going to go down with that. I, that's an entirely different thing to me. If I'm, if I'm the A's, there's no way I would give him full slot if he's going to go play football because football is a dangerous sport. He couldn't get a concussion and ruin his entire life. Uh, what are stingrays? Uh, Rome B seventy seven says uh, stingrays are things that float around in the ocean. Uh, knowing you won't sign. Uh, do you see Gorman as the first child of the 20s to ever be drafted? You're old. You're right, Brennan Schaefer. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit before you uh, you, you broke into our little uh, regularly scheduled televi uh, televised programming. Uh, hey, Kyle, what caused the move of Connor Green to Memphis? Well, for those of you who don't know, Connor Green has spent either one or two of his last appearances pitching out of the Springfield bullpen. Uh, he's going to Memphis to be a reliever for Memphis. And uh, more than likely, the idea is that it puts him on the fast track. <laughs> hey, Brendan. Uh, and more than likely, it puts Connor Green on the fast track to the major leagues as bullpen relief, kind of like Sandy Alcantara was uh, in 2017. The Cardinals waited until August to do it with, with Alcantara so they could call him up on September 1. It won't be the same way with Connor Green. Uh, let's see. I meant knowing Murray. Oh, yeah. 
Do you see Carlson or Denton moving to outfield first base now that we have Gorman, or does Gorman move? Uh, well, so Carlson is playing the outfield, and Denton is playing the outfield, and I think, I think that one of them could, but Gorman's just going to stay at third. I don't think that that affects anything with anybody else. Uh, as a matter of fact, the only person that it tentatively could have affected was Brady Whalen, and they moved Brady Whalen to first. So I don't think Nolan Gorman has an effect on any of the Cardinals' prospects that are, are, are currently there. Uh, let's see. Uh, Ma uh, National Select Mason Denneberg, who I am not a big fan of. Watched a lot of his video this morning. Uh, I'm just not a fan of. Doesn't mean he's not going to be good, but I'm just not a, a fan of. Uh, oh, thank you, C70. You're the best. I appreciate that. That's really sweet of you. Uh, C70 had some pretty sweet things to say. Better raw power, Terry Fuller or Nolan Gorman? This is what I will say. Uh, no one has better raw power in the Cardinals organization. And maybe even no one has better like raw power than Terry Fuller. Cardinals 15-round draft pick in 2017. No one has that kind of raw power. Like, if we're talking about raw power, and this is for J. David Reed, uh, and I have to go on the 20 to 80 scale, it's it's like, it has the potential to be an 80. He, he has the potential to be a, a 50 home run guy regularly. It's just, he is a high risk 80. Where, you know, it's probably practically right now at like a 40, and it has a lot of room to go to get to its ultimate ceiling. And again, a 5% chance of reaching its ultimate ceiling. Uh, Gorman comparison, people keep asking. The, so what ended up jacking me up with the Gorman comparison is immediately they said Corey Seager. And Corey Seager, like, I like that. I got to get water. I'm sorry. Uh, Corey Seager is a solid comparison. But, like, Corey Seager was the best prospect in baseball. And I like to hedge my bets a little bit. And there's an obvious comparison to be made when you bring up Corey Seager, and that's Kyle Seager. You know, let's look at it this way. Kyle, and keep in mind for a while, Kyle Seager had a higher war, you know, if, that, if it means a lot to you, and it means a lot to a lot of people. He had a higher war than Nolan Arenado at certain points, which makes me want to discredit war a little bit personally. Uh, but, like, to me, Nolan Gorman is some combination of a Seager. Like, he could be a Seager. Uh, if we're talking about ultimate, ultimate ceiling, like 1% chance of reaching this ceiling, just to give you like an idea of how difficult it would be for him to reach this, Nolan Arenado, but that, again, that is the, the, the least, uh, the least amount of potential for, for it to happen. It, you know, more than likely, uh, again, and even Kyle Seeger is an is an aggressive comparison for me. I, I don't do that very often. Uh, so keep that in mind. Yeah. So again, and even then, like, somebody said Kyle Seeger wasn't always in the 740 OPS range. Because Kyle Seeger plays in Seattle, people don't realize how good he was, both defensively and offensively, how solid he was. It's rare to get a player like Kyle Seeger uh, in the draft. I mean, it's it's rare. That's that's the 10% of major, like, that's the top 10% of major leaguers, top 25% of major leaguers. You don't get that in the draft. If the Cardinals get Kyle Seeger production out of Nolan Gorman, other than what he's done in the last year and a half, uh, that's a great draft pick for the St. Louis Cardinals. Thoughts on Will Latcham? Uh, Will Latcham is an organizational pitcher for the St. Louis Cardinals, I think. Uh, I'm in full uh, uh, full uh, 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 draft mode here, and you're catching me off guard. Uh, I, I don't have any feelings about Will Latcham. Uh, he's a Coastal Carolina pitcher who was drafted in the mid-rounds of the draft. 
who has pitched really well for Palm Beach. And uh, I, I, I'm sorry to say that I don't really have any thoughts on him. You know, uh, the the problem is there's a lot of there's uh, what is it 25 say there's 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 three thousand people to keep an eye on and will Mr. Mr. Will Latcham is not one of them. Uh, would love it if he had Kyle Seeger type ability. Shelton Mysterio says so. I think that we need to uh, uh, thoughts on Xavier Edwards at forty three. So Xavier Edwards is a super super quick, very very small shortstop second baseman at the high school age. Uh, Mister Hicks says, "Ha ha, Kyle. I know I I sound like such an asshole with that Will Latcham thing. I apologize. Um, I, I apologize to the person who asked that question. I just there's so many people right now, and then I just dove headfirst into the draft." So it's not only the Cardinals organization that I have in my mind, it's also the draftees. So I completely apologize for that. Uh, and more than likely, it ends up being Will Latcham who asked the question, which makes me feel like even more of an asshole. Uh, how about this? I'll make a deal with you. I would like to repeat how appreciated I am on attempting to answer every question. Uh, this is what I'll say. How about this? Uh, I'll make a concerted effort to learn every possible thing I can about Will Latcham. And then the next time we do Prospects After Dark, I'll, uh, I'll go on a Will Latcham... Uh, tirade. He was a 17th round pick. 17th round pick. I'm right about that, right? Oh, God. Uh, he has a family, damn it. That's right. Wildcat says he has a family. I'm just uh, just trying to do the best I can. Um, uh, I'm starting to think Beer might fall to 43. Hope I'm right, Cardinals Rant says. Uh, Cards Gift says Beer for Kyle. Or cheers to Kyle. Uh, we're going to cheers to the Cubs, who hopefully took a really bad pick at 24. Uh, what does our pitching depth look like in two to three years? And that's the issue. And that's why guys like Jackson Cower and Shane McClanahan and Ryan Rollison, those were all interesting picks for the Cardinals in 19 because uh, the pitching depth in the Cardinals organization has a hole in it. The Cardinals were relying on Alvaro Cejas and Johan Oviedo to fill that hole. But in two or three years, there's a very good chance that, depending on how this draft goes, that the Cardinals could have a serious depth issue in starting pitching. So I would expect the Cardinals, and again, who I want the Cardinals to take at 43, if Seth Beer isn't there, is Chris Bubik, who is a left-handed pitcher for Stanford. That would be my pick, um, depending on who else is there on the board. Um, that's who I would take. Houston took Seth Beer. Are you kidding me? Oh, God. The, Houston has my two favorite players. You know what I realized? I just realized this very moment that... Beer, Bregman are both taken by the Astros. They were two of my favorite players I've ever like looked towards in the draft. And now I realize that my entire evaluating system is based on being raised by Jeff Luno. I just realized that. And, uh, and Sig, Sig Maydal, uh, the two of them have completely, completely ruined my life right now. Guys, I'm moving to Houston. Uh, welcome to Prospects After Dark. We are the Houston Astros podcast. Oh, man, it hurts so bad. It hurts. All right, so uh, to the Houston Astros for taking uh, what I'm willing to say is the steal of the draft at 28. The fucking Cubs took a no-playing shortstop, a defensive first shortstop, at 24 and passed up Seth Beer, and I hope that that comes back to haunt them. Ah, uh, 
Yeah, somebody somebody said trade Gorman for beer. Oh, oh, so bad. Uh, no, Seth, beer makes me depressed. Uh, my entire grouping of followers now is going to cry. I imagine that the Prospects After Dark group chat is losing it right now. Uh, if only Lubov was traded to Houston. Yeah, so that would be the worst case scenario for me. It, or if the White Sox had drafted uh, Bregman and Beer, I would be a full-on White Sox fan. Uh, which oh, So Tyler Mustache asked a couple seconds ago, uh, Lunau's probably sure. I bet you, you know what? Jeff Lunau is shirtless right now. Uh, Tyler Mustache asked, what prospects have you missed biggest on in the past few years? Uh, you know, n none of them. None of them. Uh, you know, I, I've I've kind of tied uh, Randy Rosarena, <laughs> poor Graham, poor prospects after dark people. Uh, I, I've tied my wagon to Andrew Kisner, Randy Rosarena, and Ryan Helsley, and those are the guys that I've kind of staked my claim on. I, I believe that they'll be you know five to ten major, year major league veterans, and that's rare. Uh, yeah, the one I always go back to is like Matt Adams. I thought Matt Adams would make an all-star game. I thought Matt Adams would be an everyday first baseman. Uh, I thought that Matt Adams would hit lefties. And it wasn't until Matt Adams found his way to Washington and stopped playing against lefties uh, and started playing the outfield and got skinny that he became a valuable commodity. But I honestly thought that the Cardinals had their first baseman of the future in, in Matt Adams. And I thought he'd still be in the organization, and I thought he would get a Matt Carpenter-like deal. Uh, that's that's always the first one that comes to my mind. Uh, back in the day, I thought for sure just Todd and PJ Walters were going to end up being uh, big time prospects or you know uh, contributors for the Cardinals. That never happened. Uh, I like that John Gall a lot. I, I don't know if I realize that a 27 year old raking at Memphis means very little at the time, but I liked him. Uh, thoughts on Carson Kelly now and his future? Uh, I think Carson Kelly caught better as his time went on. I think his future is probably in another organization. I think Francisco Pena has done enough to prove that he's probably the stopgap until either Ivan Herrera or Dennis Ortega or whoever Yachty's replacement ends up being. I don't believe that replacement is going to be Andrew Kisner, unfortunately, because I don't think Andrew Kisner's timetable lines up with Yachty, even though people say it lines up better than Kelly. I don't believe it does because they're both AAA catchers right now. Um, more than likely, Kisner finds his way to first base or maybe even third in the offseason if they want to give him some reps there. I think that's the most likely situation. Uh, so uh, Alec Mitchell says, Pena through 2020, Kisner at first. I think that's likely. What I would like to see is I would like to see them send Kisner home in the offseason and say, go back to learning third. Uh, chance Molina retires in 2019. I put that at a 0% chance. I think that there's a 50% chance he retires at the end of his contract. Kyle is so sad about Carson laugh my ass off. I'm not sad about Carson. I still think... So the other thing to remember about catchers is catchers develop more slowly than any other position. Austin Hedges, Mike Zunino, uh, Kurt Suzuki. Uh, if they don't develop right away, like Joe Maurer, who fizzled out, or Buster Posey, uh, they, it takes them longer. Austin Hedges and uh, Carson Kelly are easy comparisons to make. Go look at Austin Hedges, what he ranked, what kind of a defender he was. And then see what the Padres had to go through to get him up to full speed. Uh, Indians select Noah Naylor. I love that. That's a great pick. As everyone knows, I'm a big Noah Naylor fan. Uh, uh, is Adam Wainwright going to get re-signed? I hope not. I hope Adam Wainwright retires. I hope he gets to throw one final start at the end of the year. Uh, 
So, oh, Mr. Hicks asks, so what is the plan with Kisner? Stay at AAA. So right now, Steve Barron, Andrew Kisner, and Carson Kelly are all at Memphis. Uh, I think, and I could be wrong, the plan is still to send Andrew Kisner back to AA. But the rumor on the street is that Steve Barron might be finding his way off of the 40-man and that they might get creative with Kisner at first and catcher and uh, Carson Kelly at catcher. Uh, somebody said Kisner is hitting 320. Yeah, if you look at Andrew Kisner, he's a 320, 380 hitter at every level. And it, it, trans, like it translates. He's a legitimate hitter. He has a legitimate contact tool. Again, if we got to do that stupid 20 to 80 scale thing, he has like a 55, 60 contact tool. Uh, what about the Mariners? The Mariners took Logan, Logan Gilbert. I hate them. Uh, no, I love the Mariners. They're actually my favorite AL team. Uh, Kisner is what Carson Kelly can't do. But that could also be flipped around because I, I personally believe Andrew Kisner can play catcher. I believe that people like throwing to him. I believe that he possesses all the intangibles of a catcher. Uh, but they're still kind of raw and still kind of rough around the edges. Uh, he's made great strides, but he isn't where Carson Kelly is. He's close. He's close, but, you know, they're not that far apart. I'll say that. I'll say that. Um, let's, uh, it's easy, and I understand why people want to bag on Carson Kelly. I get it. But has he ever, still, has he ever been given a fair chance to prove that he could be in every day? He has not. Uh, good. I'm going to be dead now. Uh, Caps have 15 shots on uh, uh, Gilmet. Eventually, we'll get to the 40-man club, Kareem says. Preston Gilmet, who has like a sub-1 ERA at this point, a strikeout an inning, uh, signed, brought over on a minor league free agent contract out of uh, Japan or Korea. Um, he, he'll find his way into the 40-man, I would think. Uh, yeah, he seemed old when I watched him last in my youth. Yeah, uh, just what we need, Kisner, to lose defensive development time behind the plate. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I agree, Zach. I agree. But if he ends up getting sent back to AA, he won't lose that development time. It might actually be best for his catching development. It's just, we'll see what happens. Uh, Kelly could hit an egg and not crack it. Ooh, you might be right about that. Not a whole lot of power with that kid. Sorry for getting here late. What do you think of the Cardinals pick? Uh, to recap, with the 19th overall selection, uh, the St. Louis Cardinals selected Nolan Gorman, a third baseman, a high school third baseman. Uh, Nolan Gorman is a raw talent. He has power to be unlocked. He has a body that can add a little bit of muscle, but he's already a good size. He's like 6'1", 210. Uh, there's power there. There's contact there. He doesn't strike out a ton, but again, when you're that advanced of a high school hitter, you usually don't strike out that much against high school age pitchers. Uh, there's questions about if he'll stay at third. Some people think he might move to the outfield. I think right now you run him out at third as long as you possibly can until you can't do it anymore. I love the pick. Uh, he was obviously the best player on the board at the time, not named Seth Beer, in my own personal opinion. Uh, good for the Astros again, by the way. Um, but he was the best pick on the board, the best available player, the the best available player on the board, and they went that direction and bullied to them. So the Dodgers select JT Jin or Gin, uh, another prep arm, and we're seeing a run on prep arms before the run on collegiate arms. That is this year's trend. Uh, a lot of these prep arms can throw just as hard as the collegiate arms. And most of them don't have a developed secondary offering in the way that a lot of the, the collegiate arms are. But you can dream on them. And uh, that's because of all of the advanced measuring, the spin rate, uh, you know, spin rate, command control, 
uh, horizontal break, the fact that you can measure all that stuff now at the high school level, it's making these kids a little bit more interesting and uh, appetizing to major league organizations. Uh, why are so many high school pitchers being taken in first round? I hope that I just covered that. Uh, when will Ponce de Leon and Helsley be promoted? Good question, Forever Cards. Uh, my thought is it'll be Gilmet first, and then after that, it's all gloves. The gloves are off. Uh, all hands on deck. No holds barred. You'll see Ponce de Leon getting called up. You'll see Helsley getting called up if he has to. Uh, but now the Cardinals have a very interesting decision to make with Austin Gomber, who could really help their bullpen, but is probably a better starting option in the long run. Uh, Coar at 43 would be hard to pass up on. So Cloud Kareem says if Jackson Coar is there at 43, he'd be hard to pass up on. And I can't imagine a situation in which the Cardinals would pass up on him on 43. Uh, you do a better job at analyzing than MLB Network is doing. Oh, thank you, Blake, uh, REIC23. I appreciate that. Uh, this is all raw. Like, I'm not even thinking. I'm just going. I'm rolling on instinct. I hope you all appreciate it. This has been a blast for the last hour and 16 minutes. Uh, we're on pick 30. Uh, we're we're uh, first round compensation picks. Uh, Tampa Bay will get two in a row. Kansas City will get two, uh, and hopefully we can stick around for pick forty three. Uh, what does the bullpen look like? Well, so, so forever cards that someone will have to be released again. That the easy release there is Steve Barron or moving Alex Reyes to the sixty man uh, to get Preston Gilmet on, and then if they if they were if they take Stephen Barron off the forty and put. Uh, Reyes on the 60, that frees up two spots so you can get Gilmet and either Ponce de Leon or Helsley on the roster. Uh, there's plenty of options, my friend. There's plenty of options. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, what do you think about Michaelis odds at making the all-star roster? Now, I'm not one to really get into the all-star roster thing, but uh, he's been good enough right now that if the all-star game was... If the manager of the, uh, the Dodgers, if Mr. Roberts had to decide... Who is going to be on the roster now? Uh, he would take Cy Michaelis. Uh, Cardinals lost the Marco Gonzalez trade, Forever Card says. I disagree. I disagree. Uh, I don't usually do the whole trade, win or lose thing. I think it was a good move for both teams. But I think that I'll take, uh, uh, I think I'll take uh, Tyler O'Neill. Somebody asked how Delvin Perez is doing. Again, the short of the long on Delvin Perez is that he hasn't played on a full season club. He was working out at the extended spring training club. He got sent home. I haven't been told why. I don't know exactly why. Sometimes they do that with players. And he'll be back at the extended spring training facility if he isn't already there. Uh, and he'll be assigned probably to Johnson City, maybe to State College, uh, when the short season clubs fire up here in two weeks. Uh, your eyesight looks atrocious. My eyesight is atrocious. I'm glad you picked up on that. One of the things we joke around about a lot is how often I'm squinting. I squint a lot. Uh, I'm kind of a squinting jackass. We're going to start a GoFundMe to get me corrective lenses. That's what the uh, the group chat said earlier. Uh, how is Michaelis' porn stash on a scale of 1 to 69? Well, I would give him like a 54 on it, but then when you mix in that hair, the hair drives his porn stash to a full 69 on the 69 scale. Uh, he That dude is, uh, he's fly. The Cardinals have a prospect named Stefan Trosclair. Uh, uh, a prospect named Stefan Trosclair, who's a first baseman, plays a little second, who has a monster porn mustache. Like, it almost has like a cut right here, and it grows like thick and weird right there. It's, I like it better than I like Cy Michaelis' porn stash. Uh, incredible. Yeah, so over the weekend, uh, as Claude Kareem says, Stefan Trosclair had a five hit game for Springfield. 
Uh, he's made some noise in his short stint at Springfield. Like to see that. Uh, he and Evan Mendoza were called up to Springfield from Palm Beach at the same time. Mendoza's hit a lot of singles, but he hasn't done much more than that. Trust Glare has added a couple of doubles uh, in that five-hit game. Uh, somebody asked a little while ago, what if um, uh, Nolan Gorman doesn't sign? Again, I have full confidence that the Cardinals knew what they were getting into. Uh, probably reached out to Norman Gorman's representatives. And they know what it was going to take to sign him. Uh, he'll sign. And if he doesn't sign, then the Cardinals get the 19th pick in next year's draft. And uh, we'll see what happens then. It's not necessarily the worst chance to take. Which prospects are most likely traded by deadline? Steven Norm 23 says. Uh, you know, the, there's the two players that the Cardinals are most tied with are Josh Donaldson and Manny Machado. Manny Machado is going to cost a haul. I don't believe that the Cardinals would push beyond their comfort level to trade for Manny Machado. So the question becomes, what would it take to get Josh Donaldson? You're talking about a pitcher and an outfielder more than likely. I can't imagine the Cardinals pushing further than that. At, at that point, you're talking about either Dakota Hudson or Ryan Helsley or Austin Gomber and either Randy Rosarena, Tyler O'Neill, or Harrison Bader, uh, a combination of those two, or those six players uh, as two. Do you think DeYoung and Gorman will play together one day? Forever cards, I hope so. I would love to see that. Hopefully, Delvin Perez. It'd be cool to see an entire infield with Gorman, Delvin, and DeYoung. Uh, let's see. I bet we don't get either this year. Uh, hopefully, syphilis and uh, herpes we're talking about. Please tell me what we don't. Uh, please tell me that we don't run Machado. I, I've been very against the idea of giving up a lot to get a rental in Machado. I'm also not on board for trading for Josh Donaldson. Uh, too many health issues right now. If he was just a little healthy, I'd say, yeah, do it, whatever, but he's bad. Uh, what do you do with Gomber? I know this. Uh, until Carlos Martinez proves that he's the Carlos Martinez that we saw before he went on the DL, I keep Gomber close. Because it seems to me that Carlos Martinez rushed himself back and even if he has a good start tomorrow, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to keep going on. And that concerns me. So I keep Austin Gomber as close as humanly possible for as long as possible. I use him out of the bullpen in a long relief role for as long as possible. And I have him ready in case uh, Carlos Martinez hits a wall. Because I don't personally believe that he's fully healed from that lat. I just think he's too much of a bulldog. And uh, they're going to need Austin Gomber. Uh, Cardinals trade for Herrera with KC. I would like Kelvin Herrera. Uh, I am a fan of, of Mr. Herrera. I would like that. I don't know what it would cost. Uh, I wouldn't trade that much. You know, I think back to the Baraclaw C-Shack trade. Uh, uh, Broxton, Calamore. Like, I wouldn't trade very much more than that. But I'd be interested. With our depth, uh, why not trade for a young, controlled shortstop third baseman? Because it's not easy to trade for a young, controlled third baseman shortstop. I promise you that if it was as easy as just calling someone up and making it happen, that the Cardinals would do it. Uh, the one thing that people ask me a lot is, why not trade for so-and-so's top prospect? Why not trade so-and-so and so-and-so for so-and-so's top prospect? Well, because most of the time the team with the top prospect you're trying to trade for are in rebuild mode. And there's no way that they're going to trade six years of a cost-controlled asset uh, for whoever you want to throw away off the Cardinals 40-man. Uh, I don't trust Matheny with any bullpen, and I think that uh, that's a fair criticism to make. Uh, I don't want to talk. Let's How about this? Let's not talk about Mike Matheny. I don't care about Mike Matheny tonight. Let's talk about prospects. Let's talk about players. Let's talk about the draft. Uh, I'm not practice. You're talking about practice? What you talking about practice? 
what can you tell us about Preston Gilmet? What type of a pitcher is he? Uh, think of Preston Gilmet as more of a pitch for contact. Again, Buffalo Trace uh, to, to, to Nolan Gorman. Uh, I don't know who the Cardinals rep is. Um, oh, what was I talking about before I had the Buffalo Trace? See, I take a hit of Buffalo Trace. I love Bernard Gilkey. Uh, MFK, Bernard Gilkey, Mike, uh, Ray Langford, and Brian Jordan. Oh, Preston Gilman. So he's more of a pitch to contact. Uh, he has a really good sinker. He dips down really far. He has kind of a deceptive motion. Uh, dips down far and then fires, and the ball gets on hitters faster than I think they realize it's coming. Uh... It's coming and coming. Uh, yeah, that's Preston Gilmet. And there's no telling exactly how successful he'll be at the major leagues based on his AAA stats because this is a guy who absolutely dominated. Sorry, i got to do something to elevate my laptop because it's starting to get super hot. Um, uh, somebody who's dominating a level that is far inferior, inferior to the level. Not far. That's probably on par with the level that he was pitching at in the past. Uh, what pick is it right now? It's 31. They're taking a break. They're taking a stupid freaking break between the first round and the first round comp. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Somebody said uh, uh, Nico and uh, uh, Nico Horner and Javi Baez for the next 15 years. Javi Baez will be in prison by then. Somebody says Pedro Guerrero. I like that. I imagine it's an FMK and they're just choosing Pedro Guerrero for all of them. Uh, did they stop the draft? Yes, they did because they're the worst. Could Cards ever afford Hankins a rocker if they get to 43? Uh, man... It'd be tight. You figure that they're probably going to have to go 25%, you know, 15 to 20% over to get Gorman. And then if they have to go 15 or 20% over, if not 50% over to get Hankins or Rocker. Uh, by the way, I would stay away from Kumar Rocker at this point. I don't think you'd be able to sign him. I think it's in his best interest to go to Vanderbilt, where he is committed. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't know what to expect. This is crazy what's going on in this draft. It's not so fancy pants. Uh, it's been cool to watch, though. Uh, do you prefer Hair Bader and his sick flow or Spike O'Neal? Uh, Ryan uh, says. Uh, so, first off, the most, the most important thing you need to understand is that we're refusing to call Spike uh, Tyler O'Neal Spike. That's a, that's a terrible, terrible nickname. That gentleman deserves better. You can call him the Rocky Bal the Canadian Rocky Balboa. You can call him whatever you want. You can call him Meat. I like Meat. I like Meat Stick. I like Meat Stick a lot. Uh, I think it's perfect for Tyler O'Neill. I don't like Meat Stick a lot. No one cut that off and put that as a promo. That's bad. Uh, but uh, don't call him Spike. And if I had to choose, I think Harrison Bader looks like a total frat boy. We've talked about it a bunch. And uh, we're not sticking with that. So I'll take uh, uh, the Canadian Rocky Balboa and his spiky hair. Uh, Baez is, oh no, all this, I wish we wouldn't have talked about, Meat O'Neill, someone says. Uh, Toenail, I like that. This is the Meat Stick episode. Uh, wasn't Spike the dog in Rugrats? Great question, Stu Styles. I love that Rugrats. I'm glad we're talking about Rugrats here for a minute. Uh, uh, I don't remember any of the characters' names. Used to watch it every day. Uh, uh but, uh, yeah, don't really remember it, to be honest. Uh, alright, so, we are at... Oh, somebody said, Holy Shield said, Kyle did used to have hair. I did used to have hair. Um, yeah, Tommy Pickles was the name of the one guy. Uh, the grandpa was a Cubs fan, Drake Man 4 says. Uh, we can't have that. You know what? I hated Rugrats. I meant to say that. I hated Rugrats. Uh, Tommy Pickles. This is the Tommy Pickles episode of Prospects After Dark. Um, 
Let's see. Why don't the cards ever pick in the top ten? Uh, Ralph Brody Jr. asks. The reason the cards don't pick in the top ten is because they're always good. They're never bad enough to pick in the top ten. Uh, somebody said Javi Baez stole home. Javi Baez is a tool bag. It's been established. I ask Cardinals gifts, but when a player is drafted but committed to a college, what does that mean? Uh, Tori Woodruff says, hello, Tori. Welcome to our little chat. What that means is that a player has committed to go to a college that, you know, a high school age player, like, let's get specific. One of my favorite players in this draft is a kid named Ethan Hankins. He is a, a starting pitcher. Ethan Hankins is committed as a high school senior to go to the University of Vanderbilt. He's committed to go to Vandy to play baseball. But he just got drafted, or he actually, he hasn't gotten drafted yet. But if he gets drafted, he'll have a decision. He can either sign a contract with a professional team and forgo his amateur status, therefore being ineligible to play at the collegiate level, or he can go play college and be eligible for the draft again in three years. Uh, uh, that's the difference. Oh, somebody, a uh, Saluki Hawk. I take his track rating in advance. Hold on, I gotta, I gotta respond. I'm a bald asshole. I'm gonna Saluki Hawks. Thanks for watching. Uh, we've got a Cubs fan chiming in. Uh, let's see. Talk about cards prospect Ian Oxnavad. J. David Reed says. Uh, Ian Oxenbad is a left-handed thrower in the Cardinals organization that probably has one of the five best change-ups in the organization that hasn't already made the majors. He is uh, one of the, he possesses probably the best pickoff well, absolutely the best pickoff move, move in the organization. Uh, early on in his career, he only had success against lefties, but now he's starting to have success against righties. He's only 20-21, uh, and uh, he could eventually make his major league debut in probably three years and do some pretty impressive stuff. Gorman says his swing has been compared to Conforto and Moose. That'll play. I like the Conforto. Man, I like the Michael Conforto. He he's like he is. He's like a high school version of Michael Conforto. I like that a lot. You know, I keep seeing saying Kyle Seager and Corey Seager somewhere in there. I like the Michael Conforto comparison. Uh, let's see, over 12K viewers to this little shindig. So you can't go back to college for only one year, then re-enter the draft. Uh, so you can, but you can't go to a major university. Like, you can go to some, like, community college, or like Daniel Ponce de Leon went to at one point, to a school of aeronautics and played for their baseball team. Uh, but most players don't do that because a lot of times you fall off the radar to a degree. Again, the top prospects will never fall off the radar, and the top prospects will get the money for their slot and where they're drafted, so it's usually not an issue. But for guys like Kumar Rocker, who could have been a top 25 pick but has now fallen, for guys like Ethan Hankins, uh, they either have the choice of going to a major university and helping build their stock over three seasons or eventually bailing out. And uh, uh, going to some JUCO where eventually they can, they can get out in no time. Or in time. Or something. Uh, somebody said Brady Aiken. Uh, yeah, Brady, exactly. They could take the Brady Aiken route. Brady Aiken did that stuff. They can do that. But again, a lot of them don't. Because, uh, so, the best example. Hold on. Drink. With the 15th pick in the draft... Uh, or was it the 17th? Jordan, whenever Jordan Adams was taken. See, now I'm all roped up. Uh, Jordan Adams was taken 17th, right? Am I right? Jordan Adams was taken 17th by the Angels. He's a perfect example. 
Jordan Adams is a two-way star. He plays a wide receiver. He's a four-star rivals recruit. And he also is a, an outfielder, a center fielder. He had a decision to make. He wanted the college experience. He wanted to pitch for a major Division I organization. Uh, and also, yeah, major Division I team. And he also wanted to play football at the same time. So, you know, uh, that's, you know, that's the gist of that. So he has a decision to make. He can either go play for the Angels or... He can go to UNC and soak in that atmosphere. Remember, these kids, they understand what it means to go to college. And a lot of them understand that if they go to a major Division I, it's not gonna, it might not necessarily hurt their stock. Where if they go to a JUCO, there's no way of telling how those stats, uh, how it's comparing, because a lot of the JUCO talent is far inferior to them. My brother is a Padres fan, and he hates the Cardinals because they always make the playoffs. Drake Mann says, uh, yeah, a lot of teams hate the Cardinals. Uh, hold on. Uh, somebody said something. Uh, I don't, uh, hold on. I'm more of an XNXX guy. Hold on. I gotta do that. All right. Uh, Ray select Shane McCla uh, McClanahan. Good for them. So the Rays are going to be really interesting here, right? Because they're probably going to take guys that they can get a little cheap. McClanahan, they'll probably have to pay slot for, but their next pick... I think could be really, really interesting. Uh, good for them. I, I like Shane McClanahan. Uh, let's see. Somebody said not the last two years. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the Cardinals haven't made the playoffs the last two years, so your Padres brother must be super happy about that. Uh, let's see. Uh, Royals have a chance at 33-34 to put together a nice draft. They do. Yeah, Brady Singer is a good start, an absolutely good start for them. Uh, I'm anxious to see what they do. Thoughts on Parker Meadows at 43? Scott Walker says, Scott, I am not a Parker Meadows fan. Uh, of all the prospects I wrote about, he's my least favorite. But again, at 43, I actually kind of like that pick. Um, I, I don't have a problem with it at 43, especially with what they got at 19 in Nolan Gorman. I feel like it gives him a little extra leeway. Now, I do think they'll be, I'm just guessing, total guess, but I think they'll be a little risk adverse uh, when it comes to that 43rd pick. And I think they'll, either with 43 or 75, they'll look to... Uh, not go too far over slot. What do you think about the A's taking Kyler Murray? Uh, somebody said, what? Zach Gerton, I don't know. Oh, Abby, Abby Ave says, hi. Hi, Abby. Uh, biggest tragedy of this draft is no second-round pick because of Holland, right? They don't have a... Wait, they do have a second-round pick. They have the 55th overall pick, and they have the 43rd pick. Uh, oh, wait, no, they don't have... Hold on. I'm stupid. They don't have the 55th pick. They have the 43rd pick, and that's a competitive balance pick, which is better than a second-round pick. And you're right. Because of Holland, they forfeit that 55th, 54th, 56th overall pick. Uh, that goes to Colorado. But because the Twins signed Lance Lynn, they got the Lance Lynn pick, and that's 75 overall. So that's their second-round pick. And they get a comp pick in the middle. So, yeah, they lost a pick for Holland, and that's a bummer. Uh it's a bummer right now because Holland hasn't performed, but that doesn't mean that Holland won't perform in the long run uh, now that he's got a little bit of time to ra rest, relax, and reset. My son played high school football against the Ironman kid. Uh, he had a can and a QB. Um, uh, so Jeremy Ironman is a shortstop uh, for Missouri State who – okay, we're at pick 32 right now. If Ironman is at 43 – it's either him or Chris Bubik for me. And I have to tell you, I think Ironman is that pick if he makes it. And again, I don't think he makes it. Uh, 
Uh, oh, G. Brown says shave the beard. Uh, no, I'm not going to shave the beard. Uh, does anybody know Alec Holderbach? Uh, I don't know any, very much about Alec Holderbach. I was reading about him on Baseball America today, and everything that I remember uh, went... Oh, wait, maybe... I don't remember. So Nick Schnell was just taken. Nick Schnell is a high riser. Uh, it's a big move for Tampa Bay here. This is a good pick. I didn't know what direction they were going to go in. It looks like they think that they're going to save money on Shane McClanahan. Uh, it looks like they're going to save some money there. And now they have Schnell and uh, Liberator, the, the liberator of all things good. And uh, let me make sure I'm not butchering this. Yeah, and, and Liberator. And they've got themselves a nice little prep draft. Again, what they do better than anyone else is uh, they take guys who are 100 years away and then only get a couple years of them and then trade them. So there's a chance that the Cardinals could have uh, Schnell here in a little bit. Do you know who Kyle Funkhauser is? Where's he at? You know, I don't know where Kyle Funkhauser is. Uh, the Cardinals were tied heavily to Kyle Funkhauser two years ago. And then they passed on him. And then he, uh, he went back into the draft and was drafted again the next year. And I don't remember what happened with Kyle Funkhauser. Man, that's a good question. Uh, thoughts on Ethan Hankins? D. Harris Auto says, D. Harris, you should check out Birds on the Black. I wrote about Ethan Hankins. I love him. I need a drink. I am sorry. Somebody said they hope that Heimlich takes, is taken by the Cubs. I do too. Because fuck that organization. That's why. Anyways, um... Uh, God, I'm, I'm the worst. Uh, uh, what were we talking about? What were we talking about? It was a great question. Uh, oh, so the Royals took Core. Uh, that's a bummer. So, oh, that's a bummer. Eh, that's a bummer. But Hankins is still... Oh, somebody asked me about Ethan Hankins. Sorry. Again, I have... Yes, that is a Ray Langford jersey. Who asked? Uh, Alpha, Alphabet... Oh, Alphabet Soup asked. This is an official Ray Langford jersey. It came off of his back, apparently, in 1993. One of my brother Jim's friends got it for me. And uh, it's beautiful and magnificent, and we pet it in Lankford Hall of Fame. Prospects After Dark made that happen, by the way, and uh, the fine family that has crashed. Getting back to Ethan Hankins. Uh, Ethan Hankins, the concern with him is that his velocity dropped and he has shoulder issues. Not elbow issues, shoulder issues. And that is a real, real issue. Now, he also has the nastiest two-seam fastball in the entire draft. Uh, he never dials it up into the high 90s, but it lives when he's not hurt in the mid-90s. Now, he had to take off the entire month of February because of shoulder fatigue. Uh, all the medicals came up fine, although the draft might prove otherwise. Um, all the medicals came up fine, and he eventually got his draft stock back up, uh, but not enough to where he, he could have been. He has an electric fastball a changeup that needs a little bit of work, and a curveball that can be devastating. Uh, somebody says the Royals won't be... Uh, Johnny Going says the Royals won't be a threat for another 20 years. The fact that they were a threat for as long as they were uh, at the time that they were is really, really impressive. Uh, I didn't expect that, uh, especially with the terrible manager that they have. And hey, Cardinals fans, uh, take solace in knowing that Mike Matheny is not as bad of a manager as Ned Yost is. Granted, Ned Yost doesn't have to make like constant decisions with the lineup every day. Uh, but they won and went to two consecutive World Series, so there's always hope for Matheny. Uh, Tristan Casas to Red Sox, do you like him? Um, I'm not going to say that I would circle yes to go out on a date with him, uh, but I would say that I think he's a fine player. I'm glad that the Cardinals didn't draft him. He's not necessarily what I would hope for with the Cardinals, 
Um, but I think he's fine, and I think that he'll probably be the. Uh, um, I think he'll probably be the next big first baseman, even though he plays third uh, for the Boston Red Sox. Somebody said Montero and Gorman as third basemen. I I think that in the long run, Montero is a first baseman. Uh, he might be able to stick at third for a little bit longer, but more than likely, he is a first baseman. Uh, and hopefully, Gorman can stay at third, but you just never know with an 18-year-old. Uh, there, there's no telling. Uh, fine, Eric Thomas says, fine in a dress. Uh, I am not wearing a dress, but I did just hike my shorts all the way up uh, as if they are short shorts. If the Cardinals draft Chris Bubik or Jeremy Ironman... Oh, oh, Daniel Lynch. Okay, so... Oh, oh, can't take Daniel Lynch to save some slot. They did take Daniel Lynch to save some slot, but Daniel Lynch is my favorite thing on earth. And the reason is, Virginia is getting hammered lately because of the way they force their pitchers to pitch. They make them pitch with a certain mechanic, and they make them throw a certain amount of uh, 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 a certain array of pitches. Well, Daniel Lynch here has constantly fought against those changes. And... Now, advisors and family members and coaches and agents are telling players not to go to the University of Virginia because of this, because it hurts the players in the long run. They have success. It's a successful program. Uh, somebody said, how are we on Seth Beer? Seth Beer was just drafted 28th overall by the Astros. Um, anyway, so the, 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 the Virginia Cavaliers are, pardon me, are, uh, are starting to... Um, get blowback that they deserve for forcing players into a certain mold. Uh, Hankins gone. Hankins to Indians. Oh, the Indians took Hankins. Good for them. Connor Jones is our VA experiment not going well. Exactly. And Connor Jones has talked about that in interviews where it's been hard for him to adjust to a major league lifestyle. Hold on. S-C-H- Schwarber was not a reach. Uh, bummer. Yeah, that is a bummer. I was really hoping... Uh, let's see. Uh, Keaton Wynn in later rounds. I don't know anything about Keaton Wynn. Uh, Hank into LeBron James City. On mock... Giraffes. Uh, uh, is Dylan Carlson an outfielder or a first baseman long-term? Uh, Dylan Carlson can play outfield long-term. He'll be able to play a corner outfield long-term. It's just that at a time when the Cardinals didn't have an, had an organizational need at first and didn't have an organizational need in the outfield, it made sense that maybe Dylan Carlson, to get to the majors quicker, would move to first. Uh, but he can stay in the outfield. Getting close to the cards pick, who you eyeing again? Uh, somebody said Michelle. I hope Michelle is here. Hello, Michelle. Uh, uh, I, that might be Mrs. Coar, or Coar, uh, and congratulations on your, if it is, congratulations on your son being selected, uh, by the Kansas City Royals, uh, unfortunately it's the other side of the state from the St. Louis Cardinals, uh, but we wish him nothing but the best if that's the case, uh, because most thought that he wouldn't stick behind plate. All right. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, Bob, uh, uh, are you a scout or just baseball? I am not a scout. I am just some asshole who watches more minor league baseball and now collegiate baseball than, uh, than, than a person should. 
I'm, I'm just some asshole. I'm some asshole who's got a phone, and uh, here we are. Uh, shouts out to the Cower family, or the Coer family. Again, you taught me how to pronounce the, the name, and here I am butchering it, but again, to you guys. I think somebody asked me my thoughts on the actor D.B. Wong. Uh, I loved him in Jurassic Park. Uh, my son just got drafted. Uh, let's tune into a different team's fans periscope. Well, so the other important thing to remember is that the Jackson Cower family are they're Cardinal fans. They're big time Cardinal fans, and it would have been a thrill for them to be drafted by the Cardinals. Uh, unfortunately, the way that the draft went, uh, uh, unfortunately, the way that the draft went with Nolan Gorman falling, that stopped the Cardinals from taking uh, Jackson 19th overall. And I firmly believe that that would have happened. Uh, if everything would have fallen how it was supposed to, but Nolan Gorman was just too enticing for the Cardinals to pass up on. Uh, Drake Man Four said, "Are we are we going to regret leaving Ellen Cordova unprotect, unprotected?" Uh, the last I checked, Ellen Cordova hadn't even played this year. He got into a terrible, terrible car accident in the off season, right at the start of training camp at spring training, and uh, had a terrible concussion and some other fractures and injuries, and the concussion was holding him out of baseball. Uh, this M. Leach 2 follow Kyle on Twitter. M. Leach 2 follow Kyle on Twitter. Checks out Birds on the Black. Uh, good. I hope everyone... So, again, as I've been ranting on and on, everyone who hasn't, who's new to the program, you need to check out Birds on the Black. It's an incredible, incredible thing. Uh, it's a damn pleasure. I love Birds on the Black. I love writing for them. I love being a part of it. The, the proprietor of our site is a gentleman named Cardinals Gifts. Cardinals Gifts is the bringer of joy to all things visual, involving the Cardinals and gifts and such. Uh, we also have a store that's opening up here in a little bit, and you'll be able to buy our swag. Uh, I hate your Cardinals. The trades over the years with Red Sox have sucked for the Red Sox. Uh, I love that John Lackey. Nolan Gorman or Delvin Perez? At this very moment, it's Nolan Gorman because Delvin Perez has done nothing but hurt his stock. Uh, Birds on the Black is an absolute fantastic website. Thank you very much. Uh, you know how much I want Kumar. Holy Schilt says that he wants Kumar Rocker. That's a guy that they would have to go so pretty, pretty high over slot for. Uh, you should do some research on Keaton Wynn. He's going to be a good one. I will do some. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put him in the little search engine here. And once we're done, uh, Keaton Wynn. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll do a little research. I apologize for not knowing anything about him. Oh, Georgia Southwestern State. I don't. Well, this is kind of interesting. Uh, are you Keaton Wynn, uh, Logan Gilbert, or Nolan Gorman? Again, I did more research on Nolan Gil or Logan Gilbert. I personally, at that time, would have had Logan Gilbert. Uh, but I am very, very pleased with Nolan Gorman, and I'm sure that by tomorrow it'll be Nolan Gorman. A uh, Griffin Roberts or uh, Bobcat Forty Three. I'll take Bobcat 43 uh, or Wildcat 43 or whatever. Uh, Griff, Griffin's interesting. I Again, not a guy I know a ton about. We're at the point now where a lot of these guys I don't necessarily know a ton about. Um, uh, hold on, I'm taking That thing's too tight. Uh, okay, so Padres Pickweathers had an 09 ERA this year in high school. That made me laugh out loud. So uh, what pick did we give up to sign Greg Holland? It was... In the 54 through 56 range, because it was in flux, I believe it was the 55th pick. Uh, percentage chance Gorman signs, I give it 100%. Uh, is that a Dallas Baptist hat? No, it's actually my, my high school alma mater hat. I found it at my dad's house while uh, cleaning it out. Uh, Bubik, not Bobcat. I'm, you know I want Chris Bubik. Uh, Pirates like Gunnar Hoglund. Good for the Pirates. I'm not a Gunnar Hoglund fan. Real quick, the Cardinals Stars and Stripes hat. This year is gorgeous. I don't know if I've seen it. Uh, Gunnar Hogland to the Pirates. 
Uh, the Pirates have had a good draft. I'm not the world's biggest Gunnar Hoglund fan. Uh, the Thing's Too Tight episode. Oh, God. Well said. Uh, somebody says DM Gorman right now. Uh, Pirates have had a good draft. Good for the Pirates. You can't be too, uh, too upset with the, with the Pirates, I guess. Uh, would you like Pompey at 53? So Tristan Pompey could be a very interesting pick at 43. The Cardinals have been rumored to be involved with Tristan Pompey since last year. Uh, I would like Pompey at 43. Again, I just don't want to see the Cardinals do something stupid. Like, you know, so, so even like, okay, d uh, don't DM Gorman Kyle. You'll scare him off. Tell me about him. Holy shit says. Uh, you know, like one person that I'm not huge on, uh, I'm not huge on Tristan Pompey. I'm not huge on Steel Walker, but for real, at 43, those aren't bad selections. Uh, the Cardinals did really well at 19, and now they probably need to save money, and I think they would do well to get a pitcher. So, I don't have a list of who's available in front of me that makes it really tough. Uh, everyone here knows, because I've been saying it all night, that I'm a big fan of Chris Bubik. I would love for it to be him. There's other pitchers that are still available. Uh... I feel like I'm forcing myself to look through a list right now. Tristan Beck from Stanford would be interesting, too. Caden uh, Griner drafted, had him before. I guess the Orioles took Caden Griner. Uh, again, another interesting player. Uh, Grayson Janesta is there still. I'd rather have uh, uh, Ironman than Janesta. Um, man, I would love to see who's, like, number one available on boards. Because it seems like everyone's been taken at this point. Uh so where are we at right now? We're at pick 38. Hold on. Uh, is there a rule? Okay, so somebody asked, is there a rule preventing trading picks? And there is. You can only trade the competitive balance picks. The 43rd overall pick that the Cardinals have is a competitive balance pick. They can, uh, they can, they can trade that pick if they wanted to. Somebody says, screw saving money. Go for the best available player. I agree. But, and this is where the Major League Baseball draft turns out to be total bullshit. Uh... They have a lot of money that they can spend on their draft. And players can bargain in and out of it. So yes, I want them to take the best available player. Uh, but if the, they might not have that luxury. They might have to go some other way. My hope is that with like Chris Bubik or Tristan Beck would probably want money. Um, but with like Chris Bubik, they'd be able to, two birds with one stone, get the best available player. Uh, and also, at the same time, save a little bit of cash. Uh, Uh, yeah, so that's what's going on. But he was the best. Uh, let's see, Xavier Edwards, the Padres. Ooh, that's a good pick for the Padres. Uh, Xavier Ed Edwards to the Padres. Got to be Wilcox if they can afford him. Wilcox is another interesting... Uh, Another interesting player. Uh, loads of possibilities at 43. Again, the Cardinals are fast approaching the 43rd overall pick. I'm taking Jeremy Ironman. That's who I want. Uh, that's, that's where I'm at. Unless it's Kumar Rocker. Uh, what do you think of the White Sox pick? I don't even know who the White Sox took. Who did the White Sox? Kyle, what do I do when I want to get drunk, uh, but my wife's family barely drinks on vacation? It's a great question, Alec Mitchell. You, uh, you get drunk. 
and then you start crying and pretend like you have some type of family emergency that's that's hurting you and that was your excuse to get drunk and then you've managed to get drunk and also endear yourself to your fiance or wife's family. Don't do that. That's a terrible idea. Harold just compared Edwards to Ozzy. So he has that type of like quick speed off of the bat and he's fast and he's small and undersized and he has Ozzy's power. Uh, but other than that, there isn't much to go on. Uh, get drunk. Duh. Kyle is the greatest of all time. Ryan says, uh, I'm an asshole. Uh, good advice. Thanks. You're welcome. Alex, Alec Mitchell. Don't do it. Um, Nick Madrigal is who the White Sox took. Sorry, it was so long ago, and I've just been answering questions. I am not the world's biggest fan of Nick Madrigal. I think it's a good pick uh, at that spot. Uh, he has surprising power. A lot of people are constantly comparing him to Dustin Pedroia. Some people have said Jose Altuve. Those are bold claims to make. I, uh, I don't know if I'd quite go that far, uh, but I think he's an interesting player, and I think that he fits into that timeline that the White Sox want to be competitive, which is like two years. Uh, Madrigal could easily be in the majors in two years. Do you think the Cards win the Central this year? Uh, no. Somebody said, thoughts on uh, Grayson Janista falling. I'm not surprised. I wouldn't say Grayson Janista's fallen. I would say he's been taken. He's going exactly where he needs to be. Harold thought Kyler Murray was the top pick, so don't trust him. Yeah, don't trust anything. Look, Harold, I used to love Harold Reynolds, and it's really fallen off. How about Will Banfield at 43? Will Banfield is a terrific high school catcher. I would be fine with Will Banfield at 43. And that probably lines up really well with, with uh, Yadier Molina's tentative replacement. Uh, you let all that stuff sort it out. But again, deep down, what I would like more than anything is for the Cardinals to take the best available player. Uh, somebody said, yeah, no Schilt. Uh, again, the whole, you know what? Speaking of Schilt... Uh, we're going to raise our glasses uh, as we stand here at pick 39 for the real Mike Schilt, who took a ball to the head over the weekend. Uh, and, uh, you know. Oh, Matt Trossel13 says, how do I fix the Cardinals' bullpen issues? Today's day off is important for the bullpen. Uh, luckily, Bud Norris will be able to restart. I keep doing what I'm doing with Jordan Hicks. I keep making him throw that slider more and uh, go to the fastball a little bit less. And I think that that's an effective combination for him right now. And we'll see how that continues to develop. He'd be around my setup, man. I use Austin Gomber in a long relief role to spell Carlos Martinez until Carlos Martinez can prove that he can hold it. The issue is what do you do with the left side uh, other than Austin Gomber uh, of the bullpen? And uh, uh, what you do is you cross your fingers and hope Ryan Sharp gets healthy. You use him as a loogie, and hopefully Cecil and Lyons can be the multi-hitter lefty. Uh, and then around that, you just kind of fill it in and hope for the best. You, you go to Gilmet to help fuel that bullpen. Uh, you go to Ryan Helsley or Daniel Ponce de Leon if you have to in a long in the long run. Hold on, I gotta respond. Harold Reynolds, the MLB Network, right? Say no more. Uh, Jake McCarthy to the D-backs. Good, good. So, Jake McCarthy, another, uh, another prep. Oh, wait, no, uh, Jake McCarthy is the outfielder for Virginia, right? Sorry, there's so many names going around. Uh, former Cardinal Junior Spivey. Wow, look at Junior Spivey. I love that Junior Spivey. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, I do I do love that. Uh, I cross my fingers every time we call to the pen. Kyle, ever think about... Uh, somebody said something about a, a Sibian, I think. Well, Connor Green being the Cardinals' bullpen by the end of the year. Cardinal Green is another option uh, for the Cardinals' bullpen uh, here in like the next month. It'll be interesting to see how he is deployed out of the Cardinals' bullpen. Now, think about how things are moving... Preston Gilmet, they have to make a decision with still. Connor Green gets bumped up. I think there's reason to believe that in the very near future, Preston Gilmet could be in the Cardinals bullpen, and that could help a great deal. My wife's boyfriend bought me some $300 whiskey, so we're partying tonight. Ooh, we got to take pictures. I want to see it. Uh, send it to me on Twitter, KYLER416 on Twitter. I want to see what the bourbon is, and I want to cheers with you, my friend. I want to cheers with my drinking buddies. Uh, thanks, Ryan. I thought it was a good idea. Uh, was Green figured out his location issue? No. Uh, Tom McCoy, our buddy Tom McCoy, asks... Um, Ooh, Forever Cards compares Tristan Pompey to Dexter Fowler. Tristan Pompey is Dexter Fowler without the the foot issues. See, people forget that uh, Fowler has like tendonitis and he has bone spurs and he's had feet issues forever. He's hustling. Uh, it doesn't seem like it, but he's going as hard and as fast as he can. I can promise you that. Um, I think that's a fair comparison. I, I he's that kind of athletic. Maybe that's the uh, maybe that's the best way to put it. Um, let's see, Brevia fell apart in May, needs the beard back. Oh, no, the Royals took Bubik. Oh, the Royals took Bubik and Cower. That breaks my heart. Ah, oh, good for the Royals, man. Good for the Royals. So, the Royals have taken Cower and Bubik and Daniel Lynch. Wow, they're loading up on pitching. Holy cow. That Bubik pick really, really hurts. And, uh, Brady Singer. Good for them. Holy cow. Singer, Bubik, wow. Wow, 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 wow. Jackson Cower, and lef, like lefty heavy, right? Because Daniel Lynch is a lefty. You've got a, uh, well, split. Lefty, Cower's a righty, Singer's a righty. Bubik, who, watch him, he's incredible. Now who do I like? I want Jerry, Jeremy Ironman. The Cardinals have two picks to get through Cleveland and Colorado, although... I'll be honest with you, Colorado would be a perfect fit for Ironman. Uh, they have two picks to get through, and then I want that. And then if it's not Ironman, don't be surprised if it's Parker Meadows. I can't help but think it's Parker Meadows. What I would like is I would like it to be either Ironman, or I would like for it to be... Uh, um, I would like for it to be Ironman or Kumar Rocker at this point. Uh, just some of my favorite guys. Uh, everyone else that I really like is off the board. There's a bunch of uh, some other uh, Lenny. Oh, Lenny Torres. Did the did the Indians take Torres? Good for them, man. That's a good pick too. God, see, and that's what look. So that's where we're at right now, right? All that's standing between the Cardinals and Ironman. Also, like the other thing about Ironman that's really interesting is I could almost see the Cardinals going uh, uh, Steel Walker at 43. Keep an eye out for that. Uh, Nick Decker, has he been taken? No, Nick Decker hasn't been taken. I think most think Decker's closer to the 50 range. Uh, that's going to be an interesting thing to watch. Teams don't pick Kumar. Kumar picks teams. That Kumar rocker is a bad MFer. A K rate by Ironman doesn't scare you? No, it doesn't scare me. I, look, let me, let me put it this way. It scares me. Yeah, K rates scare me for sure. I want high contact. I want high walks. But at 43rd overall... I think Ironman's a good pick, but I will say that I think part of the reason that I'm, I would hedge towards Steel Walker is that I think the Cardinals are scared off by that K-rate a little bit and would rather be a little bit more sure with Steel Walker. There's also Lucan Baker who could be a, a potential pick there. 
uh, Tristan Beck from Stanford. I'll be honest, I think Tristan Beck could also be a good fit for the Rockies here. Uh, but more than likely, you're talking about... Uh, somebody said Torres, Lenny Torres looks like Jordan Hicks. They have a lot of similarities in the face. That's a, a really, really, really great observation. Again, the one guy that I don't want them to take is that Kloppenstein. His real name is Kloppenstein. And the only reason I don't want him to take it is because I was a Rams fan, and they had Joe Kloppenstein, and that was pretty much the end of the Rams' tenure. Uh, somebody said we should go for a pitcher. I agree. I like Tristan Beck. I think Tristan Beck would be interesting, uh, a righty out of Stanford. Uh, but the rumor is Tristan Beck's going to command money. Oh, God. Uh, somebody says Kyle Reese looks like Jordan Hicks. I wish I was a Hicks. I love that family. Brett Kinnaman from NC State Wildcat says, I love Brett Kinnaman. I think he's more likely to go in the 75 range, uh, but if the Cardinals took Brett Kinman at 43, I'd be really, really happy with that. Uh, let's see. Here we go. All right, guys. Here we go. So I'm a little bit behind. I am minutes behind. Uh, how about this? Let's cheers. Uh, do you think the Cardinals pitching favor is because they are pitching coach draft more pitchers? Uh, Mr. Hicks says they'll adopt me. Good. I've always wanted that. Uh, who's best left? Uh, Kyle, who do we take? Uh, to me, the best the best left is Kumar Rocker. Uh, I would be happy with Ironman. I think I have to come to the fact with Steel Walker might be the pick here. Um, oh, uh, yeah, cheers. Cheers. Here's to whoever the Cardinals pick. Oh, my God, Jeff Jackson with that beautiful, beautiful Weller. That's an antique. Oh, my God. Good for you, man. Somebody said, if you want to be a Hicks, come to Alabama with me. I guess I'm coming to Alabama. Uh, Kumar Rocker, brief cameo in Jeff Passan's The Arm. Does he really? I heard that that book is tremendous and fantastic, and I should read it. Uh, could it be Wilcox? There is a very, very good chance that it could be Wilcox. It could be Blaine Knight. Uh, uh, it, could be, uh, it could be anyone. I don't know who they're going to go. It's exciting. I say, I'll say it's Steel Walker, and uh, oh, you know what? I'll say it's Parker Meadows. I'll say it's Parker Meadows. Uh, Cole Wilcox is an interesting right-handed pitcher, a high school uh, pitcher. I don't think it'll be him. Uh, looks like you're wearing a tiny hat right now. No, that's just my... Oh, my God, you're right, it does. Uh, by the way, if anyone knows Josh Long, he still wins that. I don't know how to get it to him. Uh, Griffin Roberts. Griffin Roberts. You know what? I think Graham called Griffin Roberts. I am not a huge Griffin Roberts fan. I, uh, I like him. I think he's fine. I just would have liked to have had something a little bit more. But what does that tell you? The Cardinals took a four-year senior out of Wake Forest. It tells you that they're trying to save money with that pick to sign... Hey, Bernard Gilkey! Holy shit, it's Bernard Gilkey! I love, love, love Bernard Gilkey. But what that tells you about Griffin Roberts is that... The Cardinals are going to save money, and that money is going to go to Nolan Gorman. So, yes, I'm 100% sure now, 100, 100, 100, 100% sure now that uh, uh, Nolan Gorman will sign, and the money that they'll save on, on uh, Griffin Roberts will, uh, will level out with, uh, with Nolan Gorman. So, I like this. I'm not the world's biggest Griffin Roberts fan. I do think there's a lot of Dakota Hudson and Griffin Roberts. Uh, Griffin Roberts is a little bit more fiery than Dakota Hudson is, uh, but by and large, I do like the uh, the pick of Griffin Roberts. I wish it would have been Chris Bubik. I'm not going to lie to you, but uh, 
the Cardinals did well here to get a player that they're going to save a little bit of money on. Uh, Kumar Rocker is going to cost top 15 money. Yeah, he is. He absolutely will. And uh, that doesn't look like it's a possibility now. As I wrote in my write-up of Kumar, his best bet was always to go back to Vanderbilt, uh, control his arsenal, uh, and eventually find his way into the top five of the draft. Uh, should have taken Knight from Arkansas. How old is he? Uh, 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 uh. Uh, he is 21. Griffin Roberts. I want to call him Forrest. I keep wanting to call him Forrest. Griffin Roberts, out of Wake Forest, is 21 years old. Uh, he is uh, a right-handed pitcher. It's his fourth year, but I think he's a four-year junior. Uh, Roberts can help the cards down the stretch. Uh, more than likely, it was Harold Reynolds that sent it. Uh, so I can't, I can't help you out right there. Wait, what did John Greco say that F.U. fucker came from? Any chance Pete Cosmo falls? I heard Pete Cosmo is going to be a steal at 75. Uh, I like the Griffin... Uh, I, I keep wanting to call him Foster. I, I've got a problem. Uh, uh, Griffin Roberts. Griffin Roberts. Griffin Roberts. I like the pick. He has a good secondary offering. He's a lot like Dakota Hudson. Uh, that's a good pick. Uh, pick right after Cosmo is Rick Porcello. That's how it works out. Uh, Gammons and Mayo said it. Yeah, I guess technically he could, but uh, people said that kind of stuff about Dakota Hudson, and where's Dakota Hudson right now? Knight from Arkansas is the only undefeated pitcher in the SEC. Wish Cardinals would have gotten him. I would have liked that too, but there's still a lot on the board, and there's nothing to say that Blake Knight won't be around in another 30 picks. Uh, more than likely, 10% chance that it happens, but uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, Graham says it was Griffin Conine. Uh, uh, that, that he predicted. Uh, yeah, but I could have swore you said something about Griffin Roberts. Solid slider with three other pitches. It's a good pick. It is an absolutely good pick. It's a smart pick. It's somebody I overlooked because I was so high on Chris Bubik. But I like the Griffin Roberts pick. I think the Cardinals did very well at 19. And I think they did very well at 14. Or at, uh, at 43. And as it was just brought up, and I completely forgot, great call. Griffin Roberts was their a Cape Cod guy. Uh, Cardinals love pitchers who pitched in the Cape Cod League. It's why I believe that they were big on Logan uh, Logan Gilbert uh, before they were big on Jackson Cower. That they would have gone Gilbert over Cower. Although uh, you know there was a good chance Gilbert was never going to be there. Um, yeah. Uh, would you call it a safe pick? What's our next pick at seventy five? So again, now I adjust my expectations. At seventy five, I would like Brett Kinneman from NC State. Uh, hitter, pitcher, give me a hitter, give me an outfielder, give me an outfielder who can hit for a little bit of power and has some pretty interesting tools. That's what I would like. But again, we're 30 picks away from that. So let's see how the draft board develops before we start talking about who may or may not be there. Uh, somebody says Lankford is the greatest of all time. Lankford is the greatest of all time. You're right. Uh, yeah, it's a good, uh, an absolutely good start, uh, for the draft. Wow. All right, so we are two hours and six minutes in. Quick recap. Uh, we just got to end this. Holy Shield says, are we just going to end this? I'm going to finish up my drink. Uh, how about this? We'll go back to Griffin Roberts for a second. Was it a safe pick? It was a good pick for 43. It's a relatively low floor pick. There isn't a whole lot of, like, sway. But there, think of him as this. You know, the Cardinals took either – they used their 33rd pick on Dylan Carlson and the 34th pick on Dakota Hudson – with their 43rd pick, they took Forrest Griffin. And Forrest Griffin is every bit 
are Forrest Griffin. Griffin Roberts. See, I told you Wake Forest, the Wake Forest thing throws me off. Uh, Griffin Roberts is every bit of what Dakota Hudson is. Uh, he doesn't. So, yes, I think it's a good pick. I don't know if it's a super safe pick. It's a low f or a high floor pick. So, uh, yeah, whiskey is talking. Guys, I've been talking for two hours and seven straight minutes. So, you're going to have to pardon me. Uh, I'm exhausted. Uh, is Roberts even as good as Hudson? No, but think of it as like, well, I, you know what? This is what I'm going to say. I haven't seen enough of Griffin Roberts to say one way or the other. But what I mean by he's a lot like Dakota Hudson, they're built kind of similarly, although Griffin's got a little bit more meat on him, and they're fastball cutter slider guys. And they have kind of a similar arsenal, and that, that slider cutter is nasty. That's what I mean by he's like Dakota Hudson. When Dakota Hudson was drafted, the question was, was would his mechanics allow him uh, would his mechanics be a problem, and did he have enough where he would be a starter in the long term? Would he be a reliever? I think that's kind of the same questions that uh, uh, Griffin Roberts has has had to at, be answered and has or has had to answer and has been asked. Uh, so yes, I think that he's a lot like Dakota Hudson. Is he as good as Hudson? I don't know. Does Hudson look more available now in trades or un? Uh, I don't know what that says. Dakota Hudson is definitely tradable. Uh, saw another draft honk say he's got the single best curveball in this draft. Interesting, Ben Cerruti. Uh, I can't comment on that. And again, some people call it a slider. Uh, a curveball slider, whatever it is. Uh, again, just like with Ryan Rollison. Ryan Rollison calls his breaking pitch a slider. He, to him, he doesn't throw a curve, but everyone calls it a, sl a curve. Uh, it's kind of the same thing with uh, Griffin Roberts. Griffin throws what everyone calls a curve, but he calls it a slider. So we'll see how that all develops. But it's good. It's super good. I wouldn't call it the best in the draft. I think sometimes we get caught up, but it's definitely a top caliber pitch in the draft. I saw best slider in the draft somewhere. Uh, not curveball. Apparently, Roberts has a 70-grade slider, according to MLB.com. Good. Good. Now, keep in mind that MLB.com has been a little aggressive on their grades. More than likely, it's a 60-grade uh, as a lot of times their 80s are really 70 grades, it's a 60 grade. Go look at Baseball America and tell me what Baseball America calls it, and uh, I'll agree with you. Somebody says, love. oh, Cards Gift says, loves him a good slider. We all do, buddy. Parker Meadows is the next pick. Luke Floosh, our buddy. Uh, Luke, at 75, I could definitely see it. Will these two picks affect anything in the international free agent market? No. These two are not connected at all. They're two different things. Uh, let's see. Would you trade for Josh Donaldson? If so, who are you giving up? Uh, until Josh Donaldson can prove that he's healthy over a long period of time, like a month, uh, I'm not trading for Josh Donaldson. Is our next pick tonight? The next pick is tonight, but uh, the the, the uh, draft is no longer an MLB network. It's only on MLB.com, and these picks will go by pretty quick. And it is tonight. It'll be one of the last picks of the evening. Uh, who is the ideal player to bring to STL with a trade? It's Manny Machado, uh, but the problem is on the Cardinals' end, it's going to be hard for them to give up what the Orioles are asking. Uh, somebody said don't trade for Donaldson. Again, until Donaldson can prove he's healthy, I wouldn't trade for him. Uh, slides are, sliders are underrated. Many burgers should be more popular. I agree. Uh, thoughts on Mets pick Jared Kalenic. Again, I like him. I know everyone says he's going to stay at center. I like him better at a corner. Uh, I don't know how the power is going to manifest. Most people say he has 30 home run power. I know people have compared him to Andrew Benatendi. I don't know if he's that good or that athletic. Uh, it's a good pick for sixth overall or whatever. Uh, what would you give for Manny? I wouldn't give a lot. The, the, what I always say for, for Manny Machado, I would give, I, I, I wouldn't give Jerko. I, it sounds crazy. I wouldn't give Jerko. 
I would give up Jose Martinez, and I would give up Harrison Bader, and that would be it. And if they wanted more, I'd give them maybe John Gant. And I wouldn't go any further than that. And that's a lot for Manny Machado. Don't think it's not. For five mo- or for four months of Manny Machado, three months of Manny Machado at this point. Uh, wait, are you recording The Bachelorette, Tony? Oh, tonight. No, no, I'm not. But who is The Bachelorette and what does she look like? Uh, uh, Fangrass said Gorman will jump to 99 in their top 100. Uh, I agree. Are the cards completely out of Bryce Harper this winter? I dream. What's up, Kyle? Gonna have to go back and watch this. Hey, Lance, uh, Lance Dance, Adam Butler, how are you, sir? Uh, the, the gist is we were pretty upset about the M's taking Gilbert. We were really happy about Gorman going 19th, and we really were really pleased with the money they'll save and the prospect that they got at 43 with Griffin Roberts. Uh, any thoughts on super underrated Calvin Biggio? He's crushing it this year, man. I don't know much about, uh, uh, about Calvin Biggio, to be honest. Uh, Sean Jelly to the Giants. Good for the Giants. That's a good pick for them. Uh, they're not scared away by the way that the Kentucky uh, pitching staff, the Kentucky coaches, have ruined that poor kid. Mo already knew that the Astros were selecting beer. Oh, God, it breaks my heart. Uh, absolutely incredible. Guys, we've been on for two hours and 15 minutes. We've seen the Cardinals make two selections. Nolan Gorman, the third baseman, a high schooler with supreme upside. It was a great pick at 19. He was the easy best available, not named Seth Beer, uh, on the board. And then at 43, they took uh, Griffin Roberts out of Wake Forest, who has a very, very good slider, a very, very solid fastball, and could immediately impact the major leagues in the next two years, we'll say. Uh, Let's see. Can we stay on until pick 75? No, no, not unless MLB kicks this thing back up, because we are talking about 10 o'clock right now, uh, and I don't have enough bourbon left to get us through this. Uh, Are we wearing a diaper? Believe it or not, two hours, and I I feel like it's my birthday, and someone told me, you know what, you don't have to, you wear this diaper today, you don't have to go to the bathroom. Are we more jealous of the Astros or Kansas City for their picks? Uh, I love the Bubik pick, and I love the pitchers that the Royals, but the Astros have Seth Beer, so the Astros win. Uh, so be honest, Gorman is way better than beer. I'm not gonna admit that. I'm, I'm, uh, White Sox selects Steel Walker. Steel Walker, it's funny, you know, he's a, he's a poor man's, uh, 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 burger a little bit. So, I get that. Uh, so you're not giving the O's what they want if they avoid giving Reyes, Flaherty, Weaver? No, there's no way. There's no way. Look, that's prisoner of the moment stuff. Trading for three months, maybe four months at most of a player, uh, and giving up a ton... That's, that's how you get yourself and your organization in trouble over a long period of time. Again, if I'm a fan, yeah, sure, I'm trading everyone for Manny Machado. Absolutely. But if I'm running an organization, if I'm running a business, a company, I'm not making that move. Uh, Steel Walker is a very cool name. It's the coolest name. In the, it's my favorite name in the draft, even though it's uh, not my favorite player. In a realistic world, who are the Cardinals actually trading for at the deadline? Uh, I think Kelvin Herrera is a solid guess. Uh, in our little group chat for Prospects After Dark Fantasy League, those guys have brought up uh, Boar. I could see him from the Marlins. Uh, real fast, to you guys. We still got the stuff on. Uh, but you have depth at both outfield and pitching. You're right, you do. But you don't trade it just to trade it. Those are assets. You don't just say, all right, I've got 10 starting pitchers. I'm going to trade three of them regardless of who they are and the control that they have. And I've got 10... St- outfielders. I'll trade three of them just to trade them. You don't ever do that. You don't ever give away assets just to give away assets. Don't think of it as baseball. 
Think of it as a company you're running. If you give away three assets for three controlled assets for a very small period of something that only boosts your stock for a very small period, you don't do that. It is a company. Never forget that. Uh, Brian Dozier, I don't think he's something that the Cardinals would actually trade for, uh, but he'd be interesting too. Uh, Red Select Ryan uh, Lion Richardson, I don't know who that is. Uh, it seems like a fake name to me, to be honest, but uh, I didn't do my, my research on Mr. Richardson. I like that his first name is Lion. I feel like C70 would have been really happy with the pick. Uh, DeYoung at second if we get a better shortstop. And the other thing to remember about Manny Machado is he doesn't make your team better defensively unless he's playing third base, and he wants to play shortstop. Uh, so that brings down his value, in my, my opinion. Will O'Neill be an impact player for the cards? So right now he's got a log jam in front of him. It'll be really interesting to see how it all develops. I believe in Mr. O'Neill, uh, but I don't know how how it'll happen. God, if we were able to sign Machado, blah, blah, blah. Jerko had 16 DRS at third base last season. It means nothing to me. Kyle, this is very important. The fans need to know if you have a dog. Uh, Kiefer Dean Roach, I do not have a dog. Uh, but my brother Scott has a dog, and uh, a dog's name is Jojo, and I'm usually over there quite a bit. Uh, uh, dealing with family matters. So, uh, yeah, I've got a dog in a roundabout way. No, no, JoJo's my brother's dog. I love JoJo. But no dog for me. Can't have a dog in the place that I live. Uh, so there's that. So, uh, we aren't even at pick 50 here. It's been like a half an hour. Oh, Tara says, sup guys, finally off work. How goes it? Tara, we're two hours and 15 minutes. Uh, somebody said, could we hold on to Machado after the four months this season? It'd take a lot, and I don't, like... The thing that fans need to realize is Machado isn't going to take a discount to play for the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, that, those days are in the past. The only time that that'll ever happen again is if like a kid from Arkansas or Iowa it ends up getting wowed and was a big-time Cardinal fan growing up. If Seth Beer's last name was Bourbon, would you have taken him first overall? I would have taken him with Beer as first overall. Uh, so, yes, with Bourbon, I would have taken him in last year first overall. Uh, this is, uh, by the way... So this is our six-month anniversary of Prospects After Dark. We've been doing this now for six months worth of Mondays uh, with a couple of Wednesdays sprinkled in there. So to the, you know, on average we get about 3.5 thousand views. To the on average 3.5, uh, 3,500 uh, 3, <laughs> 3, views. God, I've been talking for two hours and 15 minutes. Uh, for the average views that we get... And for the, the hundred people who watch on a regular basis, to you guys for six months of an incredible experience and a fun journey. And also to Alex Christofoli, who hopefully I didn't offend too bad tonight. Ah. Uh, so, Tara. Uh, this is what happened. The first round after pick five got really, really weird. And all of a sudden... A prep infielder named uh, Nolan Gorman was available at 19, and the Cardinals selected him. And it was a great pick, but the Cardinals are going to have to pay extra to sign him. He has an upside. Like Somebody said Michael Conforto. I like that a lot. Uh, I kept saying he's a little bit like Kyle Seeger, but a little bit like Corey Seeger. He's kind of in like that Conforto-Kyle Seeger realm. It's a great pick. He's a couple years away. He'll probably be at Peoria, so you'll be able to make a little trip quick to go see him hopefully next year. Uh, and then with their 43rd pick, they took Griffin Roberts from Wake Forest, who has a really, really, really great slider and has a solid fastball, and who is a little bit like Dakota Hudson in my opinion, and that's a very premature um, 
a premature ana analysis, but he's a bit like that. Uh, so the Cardinals have had two really good drafts, and it seems like they're both pick. And the other thing is they'll probably save a little bit of money by uh, by signing uh, uh, Roberts. So the money that they'll have to spend to bring Gorman in will be weighed, balanced and weighed uh, with the money that they're going to save with Roberts. Uh, the one do I did not? Oh, so, oh no, Graham, are you Graham? Don't fight anyone. Could you just be cool for one night? Uh, who do you think Harper signs with? I don't know. Everyone says the Cubs. I've heard the Braves. I think there's still a chance the Nationals sign him. Uh, the Giants could do something crazy. I don't know, man. Uh, ooh, oh, who, who just signed Janesta? Uh, if you're happy, I'm happy, Kyle. That's right, Tara. I like these picks a lot. They're good stuff. The Braves took Grayson Janesta. And by the way... Jeremy Ironman is still there, and that K rate is really scaring people off. That's crazy. Me and Zach are still waiting on Mike Petriello's scooter piece. I don't know what that is. I'm sorry. Uh, you know what, guys? I'm sorry. I don't have it in me to stick around for another 25 picks. Uh, now with this slow as the MLB network is going. Uh, it's a, Braves took Grayson Janesta. That's a good pick for them out of Wichita State. Um, uh, that's it. So, unless anyone has any more questions about the draft, we have had an incredible turnout. Uh, we, we, we talked for two hours and 20 minutes. We had a ton of viewers and a ton of people chime in. I hope that this was as informative to you as it was fun for me. I hope everyone had a great time. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm Kyle Reese. I write for Birds on the Black. Tomorrow at Birds on the Black, the lovely and talented Tara Wellman will have a series preview of Cardinals and Marlins with the lovely and talented Craig Mesh. We're looking forward to that. Cards Gifts will have the, team, the, the Birds on the Black store open here in a little bit to buy the merchandise. Uh, I'm going to try to find time in the next week to dig heavy into Nolan Gorman and uh, uh, Griffin Roberts to give you like a full rundown on them. Uh, if you watch this, as always, you were part of the resistance. Uh, we couldn't have done that without you. It was an incredible, incredible night. Uh, stick to birds on the black. Uh, when are we getting a piece on Gorman? It'll be within this week. Uh, uh, ben Sarudi says merchandise. Yes, we're going to have a merchandise store open. Dean Keefer, someone says. Might as well throw that on. Uh, Kyle, is Craig Mish the biggest bandwagon fan of all time? Craig Mish loves those Cardinals. Uh, Craig Mish wants out. Oh, oh, final time. Any thoughts on Brent Spillane? Uh, Sp Brent Spillane. Brent Spillane is the slugger from Illinois who would be really interesting at 75. I believe he led Division One in home runs this season. He's all power. It's mammoth power. I would like that at 75 if they don't go Kinnaman. Uh, yeah. Uh, did Giancarlo and my sweet thing? Yeah. So that's all I have. Again, uh, if you watch this, you're part of the resistance. Merchandise will be up tomorrow. Tara's going to do her amazing thing with Craig Mish tomorrow. We'll have a write-up for you about the picks uh, within the next week. I have to work all day tomorrow. I can't do it. But uh, for everybody at Birds on the Black, uh, everybody who tuned in tonight, uh, to the people who support us on a regular basis, thank you so much for the great six months of Prospects After Dark. Um, again, I'll say it one last time. If you watch this, you were part of the resistance. And uh, happy hunting, everyone. And uh, would you take Baker Mayfield at 75? I would not. Uh, uh, happy hunting. I love you guys. Thank you.